Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Fox Football Saturday with the fellas. Yes, I'm Anthony Gargano. And it is the fellas right here broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there and unmatch selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. We begin with Adderkey in college football. What an incredible, uh, this has been an awesome season, like wild. When last we left you. It was uh, the morning of bloody Saturday, and boy, was it ever as uh, we watched, and it is shocking, uh, LSU outright over Alabama. Uh, I remember talking to Figgy, and uh, the, uh, and I think uh, it's funny, Psycho Chris agreed with us too, that we were like, it's way too many points for LSU, that, you know, Alabama probably win, but I think LSU gets gets inside the number. And we talked about it from a cover standpoint that the game would be close. And this LSU team is good. 
And while Kelly is a bit sketchy as a uh, as a dude, he can coach, and he's got players down there. That team's going to be a problem. That team's going to be good. That team can make some noise. And between LSU taking out Alabama and Notre Dame all over Clemson, which is I didn't see that coming. We saw LSU. We did not see Clem- We did not see Notre Dame putting up 35 against Clemson and knocking them out. What a wild time. This is a great season. It's so top topsy-turvy. I wish the expanded playoffs were this year because it is so wide open. It's it's pretty awesome. It's just, and then tonight we got it, it like continues, man, because this is all about the Big 12 now with TCU in the 4 spot. And st- look, staring at 9-0, and what happens tonight? Texas, and I, I think Texas is, is on the way back. I think the Horns are legit. They're 6-3, and three, but I think they're a good 6-3. and three. And when do you ever see a 6-3 and three team favored by 7.5 over an unbeaten team? And I think it's warranted. I do. I think, uh, think kind of – I don't want to say the committee threw TCU a bone by getting four, but figuring that they wouldn't lose to either Texas or Baylor next week, which, you know, in fairness, you know, I mean, if, if TCU beats you know, Texas and on the road and then beats Baylor, I mean, you deserve to be there. Uh, you know, I think that's legit because those are two just vicious games. What a what an incredible season! It's been so wild, and we got more crazies today. We'll get into that. We got the NFL to get to. Basketball madness is happening too. Uh, so beyond college, we have the NBA. Weird, right? It's weird. Kings beat the Lakers. No LeBron, but still, Anthony Davis was back, and there's just you know it's a mess. Good morning, Figgy. Morning, Cuz. What's going on? I mean, how about that Saturday, brother? Last Insane. Week. We have. I feel like there's a weekend, maybe even two, every single season where nothing happens the way that you expect it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. And yes. Your, your right. expectation of you, know, and and it seems to always happen around this time of year. You know, it's right after. Yeah, yeah, right around the 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 first release of the college football playoff, when we get all up in arms about who the first four are, or who's five, and who's six, and then the very next weekend, everything gets thrown on its head. <laughs> so, and it's happening again. It's uncanny. It, it really is. And last week was, was just, I mean, that was incredible. And I guess I, I'm focusing mostly on LSU, Alabama. But, you know, the one thing we talked about with Bama was they did not have that take the top off the, the, the weapon on offense that they, norm, they normally have, right? Like Jamison Williams and Henry Ruggs and those dudes and, and then Devontae – like those guys that are just unstoppable, right? Those pieces that, you know, you, you just – they're going to kill – A.J. Brown, right? Go through the years. They've always had these dynamic weapons on offense, and they don't really have that. I, th- I think that's one of the keys. And then you're going to give LSU a ton of credit. I, I, I think he's got that, that – I think Kelly's got that team rocking and rolling, man. I think they're a problem, Vic. 
Yeah, and consider how the season started. You know, it's funny he goes for it on a for a on a two point conversion uh, in the overtime in the very in the very first session, and people say oh, if you would have went for it in overtime in week one against Florida State, you would have just one loss right now. And how yeah. would that change the dynamic? Now the only thing is it might not change a thing at all because if they win today, and I think if Alabama happens to lose to Ole Miss, which I think is very possible, and I think I think Bama's a, a touchdown favorite maybe or even a little bit more 12th. than that. God, it's the second week in a row. It's the brand, man. That's all it is. I, and, you're, and by the way, you're right. And I, I'd hate I think it. Ole Miss is live to win. I think there's a hangover situation. I just think this is a, you know, a down year. And what happens is you said it, the brand, right? The brand gets set at a certain favor. And most people go, yeah, you know what? It's, it's like, you know, tomorrow morning when Tampa plays Seattle. Yeah. People are going to be all over the Buccaneers from Germany. Go well, you know Brady's not losing in Germany, right? And uh, uh, you know the brand is the brand, right? With Brady, Seattle's going to beat them tomorrow. Yeah, and just look at the uh, all-ball test. Look at the look at the numbers. Everything that you've seen this year. What tells you that Tampa Bay would be able to do anything against Seattle? I agree. And, and people are going to go now. It's Geno against Brady, and this is where you got to you know forget about uniforms and the names on the back of the jersey. And open your eyes and see what you're seeing. Yeah. Brady's going to disappear into the Black Forest. It sure looks like it. Yeah. The Black Forest called the Seattle Seahawks defense, which is flying around crazy with all these young guys. And I think to a certain degree, you talked about TCU and Texas. I do think we're a little bit falling in love with the brand of Texas to a certain degree, too. Right? I really don't think the gap between these two teams is that wide. I think for the same way reason that TCU was left out of the initial college football playoff, is kind of the reason why they're big underdogs going into Texas this weekend is because they're Texas and they're TCU. You expect one to play great and you expect one to peter off at some point. And I think that's the big reason why Texas is favored by as much as they're favored against TCU tonight. Really? Uh, I, do. okay, so this is I don't think the gap is that wide. So you say seven and a half is crazy then? Yeah, I would, I would play, have it closer to three. I don't necessarily three? disagree wow. with Texas being – I mean, mm-hmm. wow, I mean – TCU can score with the best with anybody. Texas has been good and they've been better, but they're not some juggernaut by any stretch. So like they've beaten a lot of. You say TCU hadn't beaten anybody. Texas hadn't beaten anybody either. So I mean, I really don't understand why their perception is there's a, lo- a large gap between the two teams. I just don't see. I it. guess you know what it is. I think with Texas, they passed the eye test with me with yours, and I I don't know. I, I mean, I, you're right. I, I can't. You know, I can't. Um, I can't argue with you. I, I think especially since the Alabama loss, right? Like, I give them a lot of credit in the Alabama loss. Right. Remember, they lose 20-19 to 19 in week two, right? And now that, that loss, which was really, really impressive, loses a little steam because we know Alabama – isn't as great as we thought they were. But Texas has several losses on their record at this point, too. And, you know, yours might be good, but I watched him melt down completely against Oklahoma State, too. Yeah, I mean, they blow like, leads like like crazy, Texas does. Like yours had, like, two or three straight picks, yeah. I think, against Oklahoma State. I think one of them might have almost gone for a pick six. Well, so you're a TCU man, too, Chris. No, I just, I just I, I, I agree with Figgy that I – think the love for Texas is a little outrageous. I even heard, I think, on the Oklahoma State broadcast, Al, they were talking about, well, here's a path for a two-loss Texas to make the college football playoffs. It's like we're trying to will this this thing of Texas being back into existence. They're a fine team. They have some great players, but 
I, uh, they, they, I, I don't I think, think they're the complete team than, that than people though. put them out there to be. I, I mean, look, I, I'm not telling you they're in the college football playoff, and I'm not telling you, you know, that they're anything other than what they are. But I, I think they're better than TCU. So they can be. Uh, if you want to argue that they're better or as good as TCU, we can have that conversation. But I don't think they're a touchdown or almost eight points better. Would be my argument. All right. Well, I think they're. Clo- I think they're closer I'll give to you both match. seven. We we have, we're due for a Butler bet. We have not had one in a while. All right. I think we're even because I think. The last one, Chris beat me to even the score because Chris had owed me the Detroit pizza. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I got you. So I got that, you riled you up got, about Packers, Packers, Giants in England. I think. Yes, and the, uh, yes, you're right, and you called that. And good boy, we got we got to talk about Figgy the Packers agree- at some point because yeah, man, we will. Wow. And I think Figgy, you agreed I that did. Green Bay, me and Chris and I both vulnerable against mm-hmm. the Giants. So we did. You know, and and Green Bay in that game, I'll still curse it because Green Bay was up twenty to ten at halftime, and they blew the lead to that raggy ass Giants team. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't think the Giants are really like I've been having this conversation with my podcast buddies about you know who's who of the New York teams is more is less of a fraud, and I think we all universally agree the like Jets, yeah. the Jets, Jets the right? Jets feel like they're more Jets for real than the Giants. Absolutely, I think the Giants can be good, but. This year, right now, they've they've punched above their weight for sure. Yeah, listen, I think they're well coached. I love Brian Dable. I think Dable has them like legit. I think they're going to be really good. I think they're going to be a problem at some point, but not. I don't think. I think this year they're a paper towel. No, they've they've had a fairly easy schedule so far. Absolutely. And their game, you see their game. I mean, Barkley looks good. I mean, that, Barkley looks you, spectacular. He you might know, be you, a comeback player between he and Geno Smith. One of those guys is going to be comeback player. I think Geno Smith clears that, cleans that up. But I would, my vote might honestly be for Barkley. I don't know. The Giants make the playoffs. He is playing in New York. He's on pace, I think, to rush for over sixteen hundred yards. I mean, if he yeah. puts up great numbers and makes him gets him to the postseason, I, I wouldn't discount him. Yeah, I you know, well, this is a great argument, man. I think. I I think you know if I think it's uh, what happens over the next half of the season, yeah. beginning with Sunday, right? Like, cause so if Gino goes out and beats Brady, now I know we we expect that, but if he does it in Germany, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'll give him some points. But then again, like your point is right too, because it, you look at the Giants and you got to think Barkley's going to have a big week against the Texans, who can't stop the run. So he's going to he he should give you more good numbers, and if they make the playoffs, man, that's another thing. I mean, how could that team make the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they will, but who knows? They got a shot. Well, I mean, it's like there's not a lot of world beaters in the NFC just in general. <laughs> so I mean, there's a there's a lot of five and fives or five and fours, you know. And the Giants are sitting here at six and two. I mean, they're one of the leaders at the top of the NFC right now. Yeah. So, and let's not forget the Seahawks right now lead the NFC West. Too. Yes, sure do. And I, the Giants' schedule down the stretch is not the toughest. You still have two games against the Commanders. You mentioned Houston. They have Chris's Lions coming up. They have the Colts at the back end of the schedule. I mean, yeah. they're. I mean, they could easily have four more built-in wins right now. Yeah, that's ten I, wins. Here you go. You ready? Texans, like you said, Lions next week. At Cowboys uh, Christmas uh, Thanksgiving Day, yep. 
that's a tough game because I think the Cowboys are better. I agree, hundred so, percent. I think I will put that in as a loss. You know, we've had a, some really bad Thursday slates, but I actually like the games we have on Thanksgiving because we'll, we'll have Thanksgiving. We'll have Lions and Bills on Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving Cowboy, and I that that might not be competitive, but it's still the Bills. <laughs> like what's the on first, Thanksgiving? The first half over under on Bills points uh, <laughs> in that game against Detroit. I'm, st- I'm going to thirty one. And then what's 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 the evening game? Because I you know, Cowboys are always the afternoon. Do we know what the the evening yeah, Thanksgiving give me is. A minute, give me a minute. I'll look it up. It, it's a yeah. good game. Uh, it's another division. Yeah. I think it's Minnesota it's good, and somebody. I, it I is believe. Minnesota. I think that's right. We, but I'm getting, on the Giants schedule, so you you derailed us, Chris, because I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was going to the Giants, and you were hitting me Thanksgiving Day. I agree. I'm, You're right, I'm, though. Well, but just, just, for, uh, just to complete it, so Cowboys, we agree, is a loss at Washington. I mean, Washington uh, at home. Then the Eagles, then Washington again, then at Minnesota, then like you said, fake the Colts, and then back with the Eagles. The Eagles may not need the game at the end. So Yeah, they could be resting guys at that point. Right. So they could easily get to eleven, which should be good enough to make the playoffs. Yeah. And they have three teams from the NFC East. Who would have thought that? It's Vikings right? Patriots, by the way, for that late Thanksgiving game. Okay, so not a great so, so not a great game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's not bad though. Uh, I mean I don't good, know. It's good not... Patriots defense. That'd be interesting. There's a know. is there a player on the picks. Patriots? There's a play- man. So Thanksgiving night, I'll be uh, I'd be lying if I said I was I won't be watching that game. Oh yeah, those, we those all evening would be. game. The, the evening the the third third the third Thanksgiving day game for the ever. NFL is usually it's like you're half passed out the couch anyway. Well, it's I gotta just, tell you, it's the great. I love it. it's the best thing ever because it used to be. You'd have the only thing you had was Mississippi, Mississippi State. That's right. You know, on ESPN, so I I would watch that game because you know, listen, Thanksgiving night you go out the night before, so Thanksgiving night the greatest thing ever was putting the NFL games on Thanksgiving night because now you, you got a you got something that you know you got something to do. Maybe you would you, right or wrong. Yeah, that's, good. that's a loaded week in general. Like the too. night before Thanksgiving, you're you're pounding it, right? Mm-hmm. So Thanksgiving is all about, you know, relax, eat, you know, chill out at home, and you know that's why you need your sports. Yeah, I'm with Chris though when it comes to this, to be honest with you. I feel like more often than not with the the late Thursday you're sleeping. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm sleeping, but I'm just like I'm not saying it's you, a bad game, but it's, 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 yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming on. Fraternizing yeah. with the family, it's kind of on in the background more so than I'm actually intently watching it to be honest. Yeah, I'm done fraternizing by that by nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> so I like the Lions. It's also game like on. nine o'clock at night Eastern at I that know. point, to be honest. It's it's, it's about five, five fifteen, five thirty on the West. So That's why I like the Lions right. game on at like noon Eastern. Just get it a Get it over with. Just <laughs> get you out get, of your misery. Yeah, early. get me out of the misery. Uh, except for that one year where it was like, what was it, 2016? That Vikings game came down to the last play, and I was just, I was a good, I game. was annoying yeah. the hell out of all my uncles. That I was at my uncle's place and just annoying everyone. It was That's awesome. Great. We do a uh, turkey bowl. Nice. So we get we get all my friends, and uh, and every now and then everybody's got kids, and we go uh, we go back to South Philly where everybody's from and we we do a turkey ball and then there's a corner there's a corner bar that's open and uh we take all the kids into the corner bar and, and, and they get you get they, virgin long island iced teas for the kids what do we do yeah they get cokes and all and then and then uh, my one buddy there's nothing open right yeah so except this bar 
and they don't have food. It, I mean, it's it's, oh, a, it's one of those. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it, and it's a corner bar too. Like it's an old school, you know, from back in the day type of joint. Turnstile doors, or what are we what are we talking about? Yeah, it's like a you know, it's a row house. I'll send you. In fact, I got a picture. Great. <laughs> like you walk in there, and like uh, it's like. Remember, I tell you about the Joe McGoats with the three yes, fingers. Right. He's in there. Of course. <laughs> One of those dudes. Like, yeah. there's a lot of those dudes in there. Like the kids are, you know, all the kids live in the suburbs, right? Right. So they grew up in the suburbs. They they go back to South Philly. They, they, they look around. It's a bit of a culture <laughs> shock, huh? Right. They go. Where's people are smoking? It's like, yeah, you know, that's not good, man. Like, you know, it's like, don't worry about that guy laid down like on the, the ground. He's he said the wrong thing to the wrong person. Just exactly, he'll be all right. <laughs> but it, but they, my one buddy Joe Ben goes against McDonald's for him, and so we play football. We have a good and they the kids love it. Like, you know, yeah. it's like a treat. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like going to you know some weird thing. It's not as bad as I portray it, but it's fun. It, it's different. Yeah. Like, you know, you know what I mean? I like all it. right. Um, we got lots to get to today. The fellas coming out of the cannon, like always, all kinds of football to dive into. And yes, Fig, I'm licking my wounds over my Phillies. Yeah. You know, midnight strikes, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, strokes are good. It was a hell of a run, though. It was. It was a lot of fun. And we're, we're like in this hangover, and I, I say to everybody this week in my town, I go, listen. You understand the gift that we got because everybody was all miserable and bummed out all week. Right. I go. You now get to you know fall into the bosom of the eight and zero unbeaten birds. How many teams can lose the World Series and go? Oh yeah, my football team's unbeaten and it's November. Yeah. So I said, take that as a uh, gift. Exactly. I'll spare the uh, trash talk with uh, my LAFC beating the Philadelphia Union last I was going to say, that was a dude, fantastic one-two punch there. I ask you guys. With a Philly guy at that, uh, being the hero there for McCarthy, LAFC. McCarthy, right? That's right. Yeah, John people. McCarthy from the Philadelphia Union system. Yep. Coming dude, in. That like, game. Oh, my incredible, God. Incredible, right? That was, I. Actually, we got to take time out. Yeah, let's talk I, about it. Bring that up on the other side because that was one of the greatest, most excruciating losses from the union standpoint. But one of the most amazing matches, and I got to ask you guys a question too, and forgive my heresy. All right, uh, we're the fellows. We're just getting started on a Fox Football Saturday. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right. Welcome back, fellas. <clears throat> As we hang out on a uh, Saturday morning, November the 12th. Hey, let's do this. Vic. We want to get trending out of the way, and then uh, sure, I want to dive into this uh, match because that soccer match was was unbelievable. I mean, it really was incredible theater. Well, I'll start with uh, the NBA action from Friday night with Steph Curry, a game-high 40 points, leading the Golden State Warriors over Cleveland, 106-101. to Second straight game, Steph Curry has scored at least 40 points. Sacramento Kings all over the Lakers, 120-114. to L.A. falls to 2-10 and on the season with that loss. Memphis with an 11-point victory over Minnesota. Spurs, Knicks, Celtics, and Orlando Magic with victories as well. College football, 8th-ranked USC, Mollywop, Colorado, 55-17. to Five total touchdowns there for Caleb Williams. Colorado now 1-9 on the season. USC improves to 9-1. As for the NFL, 49ers getting eight players back healthy this week, including receiver Debo Samuel and running back Elijah Mitchell. Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill questionable for the matchup against Denver with an ankle injury. Packers running back Aaron Jones off the injury report will play against Dallas. Running back Ezekiel Elliott for the Cowboys listed as questionable for that game with a knee injury. Back to the fellas. All right, that's us, the fellas, right here. And we'll get into all the college football, the NFL, lots of football to do. But let's talk a little European football on American soil because the MLS final was last Saturday, and it was unbelievable. I mean, it was what a, an incredible match that goes into extra time uh, and, and just how it all plays out. The key goal – uh, happens after the collision where it, uh, the union's peppering, right? They're, they're they're attacking. The goalie comes out, breaks his leg on a collision. The goalie gets a red card, first a yellow card, then they change it to a red card. So they have to play without the, the – take the union has the extra attacker. They score just three minutes of extra time in the second period, and – L.A. comes back to tie the game and win on PKs with a backup a backup goalie who's from the team, the union in this case, from that team, beats his old organization, and he's a Philly kid. He went to Drexel University. It's out of a movie. It really is. Incredible. Unbelievable. That whole game was just ben. so much back and forth. It, it's probably one of the best MLS matches I've watched. Like, and and well, that for was my LA, question to you guys too yeah. is that is that the greatest uh, MLS match ever? It's the greatest one that I can think of that I can remember. To be honest, and, yeah. I, and there have been some good ones. The Galaxy have been in Los Angeles for a number of years and has have had some great moments themselves. But I just, mean, that's a, that's a historic of, yeah. of of MLS. I mean, that's yeah. the that's the the France the Yankees. Right, Gareth Bale and all the you know all the Bale, great- who by the way wasn't even a factor for a while and had some issues, and all of a sudden he comes up with the biggest goal of uh, honest, the honest, LAFC's you know short existence. Yeah, I've been compiling all these notes for another show for like World Cup previews, and leading up to this, the what happened in the cup, I was like, I don't know if Wales is healthy 
I mean, excuse me, I didn't know if Bale is healthy for, for Wales, for for the country of Wales in the World Cup. He's the kind of their superstar. They'll be in the same group as England and the United States, and LAFC was being very cagey that it wasn't really an injury designation, but Welsh doctors was coming out here to examine him and everything, but he wasn't playing, and here he comes in in extra time, and yeah, like minutes after Elliot gets the go-ahead goal, he just runs right down the field to equalize and send it to, to the penalty kicks. It's just, it was unbelievable. It set my timeline on fire. And yeah, I'm used to watching UEFA soccer. I'm used to watching Premier League and Serie A and Bundesliga. And what the MLS played on that day was that, probably that their was... biggest match. And it was on a great time too. Like I was just talking with Figgy, yeah, like Saturday most of the college, yeah. it was a Saturday afternoon. Most of the college games were kind of blowouts. People were tuning out of that, but it was also the lead into Game six of the World Series. It was perfectly placed for a lot of people to watch. I thought it was mm-hmm. just, it was kind of a perfect storm, really. Yeah, you know, you you know, you're you know, you're a soccer snob. You know that. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, you are. I mean, how about a figgy when he goes Premier League yeah. to the Premier League? He goes <laughs> the Premier League. That it, when you put the emphasis, the accent on the pre. That means you're a snocker stop. And with no shame whatsoever. No, no shame there be. No, and listen, that's why I come to you with this stuff. Like, yeah. uh, I, I got, to, I was riveted. I never would have thought that today in November, like, I would actually talk about MLS. Like, right. Yeah. You know, I mean, keeping it on one haunted. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, uh-huh. usually if we get some, like, big soccer news, it's either World Cup or it's something like, I don't know, like Ronaldo or Messi moving between clubs yeah, or something. Right. Like something exactly. really, really earth shaking. MLS in the hierarchy of club soccer is like a distant sixth in our concern or something like that. Yeah, I mean I, I mean I, like I here's the thing. I got I gotta keep it one on it. Oh that's one of my biggest basic tenets when you do sports talk radio, you gotta be legit. Now I you know, I'm a I'm a you know, I do the show in Philly and I have to do the Hey, you know, like all hometown, and we're very, you know, I created this thing called Four for Four, which is all about hometown, and the union's the fifth professional team, so they're big five for five. So, you know, whatever. But I was watching Georgia, Tennessee. So was I. Yeah. I mean, you know, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I was, I was riveted by Georgia, Tennessee for about five and, minutes. Well, I, I was just, you know what? <laughs> You're right, but I was just like looking at Georgia's dominance and right. Just really, like, they're good, man. And I was really kind of enjoying just watching Georgia, right? Like, and I'm a, I like, I was rooting, I'll be honest with you. I, I just wanted to see a good game because uh, I like this Tennessee. I like Hooker. So I was a bit disappointed, but I, I love watching great foot, college football. And Georgia's a great team, man. And, and they're flying around defensively. Shutting down that team is a, is a major feat because Tennessee's offense is legitimate. But, I, I'm so I'm, I'm watching that. I put the union on my phone and I went, "Wow, look at this! Wow, this is amazing!" Right? I, mm-hmm. So then I wound up putting that on the television. Well, I mean, and, early and third switching. quarter. Yeah, early third quarter of uh, Tennessee Georgia. You knew that game was over. At least that's yes. how I reacted. By then, I was like, "All right, if Tennessee's going to do something, it'll be if these first couple of drives in the third. Yeah, and they just continued to get overwhelmed up front. So at that point, I was like, all right, I'm doing so all, you went to full LA. focus, full focus, yeah. as opposed to like a quarter focus, all on the soccer match at that point. Yeah, I was I was bouncing around. I tuned in early just because I was going to be watching the World Series anyway. But And I kept trying to find excuses to turn away. Like, I think Murillo went up in like the 83rd minute. And I'm like, all right, that's it. That's, you know, LAFC, LAFCs get it. But then Elliot, you know, for Union 
scores like two minutes later to equalize. So I'm like, all right, now I've got to turn back. And then Elliott scores again. You know, he's the union guy who scores in extra time. And I thought it was over then. And then, you know, just as I'm about to turn it off and look for an evening, you know, college game or get ready for the World Series, Gareth Bale equalizes. Like, there was no real, I kept trying to find reasons to turn it off. And it just kept grabbing me. It's like, no, you don't. No, yeah. you're, you're giving no, the you're attention right. to me. <laughs> no, you're, you're exactly right. And, you know, here's another reason why you are a true soccer man. And I'm a fugazi. Like, I... I I admit it. Like I, uh, listen, I admit it. I'm a fugazi, but I, I like it. I genuinely like it. I just am a fugazi. When you say equalizer, I would say tie the game. When you say it's the equalizer. Yeah, it's. I mean, every like every verbiage. sports has its own vocabulary. I've no, learned. I agree. It's yeah. verbiage, and and your verbiage, Premier League, your ver your verbiage is spot on. Fake, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't his verbiage? It is legit. I think I watch more soccer than most people here in Fox Sports Radio. Like, I, I don't even know who would be number two behind me, to be honest. So, yeah, no, I mean, I, I listen. I give it to you. I, I'm, I show you respect because now here's here's my question though, as a philistine, okay. as a soccer philistine, because I'm very <laughs> cognizant of. I, I don't. I hate when people start talking about football, basketball, or baseball, right? And they start. Messing with the rules. I'm like, yo, leave my sports alone. All right? So I understand this one, but how do you not have a golden goal? Like, how could, when you go to overtime, doesn't it, shouldn't it be you, it's the first, whoever scores wins, especially since goals are at such a premium? Thank God you just said that, and I've been waiting for you to say this <laughs> for the, the Philadelphia entire... people are mad. Here. Oh my I, God! I see you exactly. Listen, when this is. listen, I'm Fugazi too. All right, this is not my conversation. I would, I can't just chime in, but I'm so happy. I, I'm going to chime in now that you brought that up because yes, the, the fact this is ridiculous. They score a goal right in the in the 123rd minute or whatever, Philly, and you expect them to close it out 3-2. They come down. I respect the header, you know, they get a goal, but there's no way that you can go to a PK Yes. They decide a game? What are you kidding me? In the finals? I agree. Oh, my God. PK. It's driving me nuts here. So you guys go ahead. A, number one, the PK is kind of a necessary evil. There's really uh, no... Like, I, I, I know I know. going up against hockey, horrible. I know it's just overtime after overtime, but... It's a skills competition. No, I, I understand. It's 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 a tough way to end things, but it's there's they, they've tried other methods before and it's just never worked out. The PK is basically the necessary evil for soccer to end a big game like that. Why can't you do uh, just a first goal wins in, uh, yeah, in uh, extra time? Because I, I think what would happen then is just kind of more incentivize people to park the bus for those extra times to go through all of that time there. Like when you're playing soccer, so you're, you play more conservative and try to run out the clock. You play yes, not I, to lose? I believe so. I believe that would be the case. Okay. Like every every argument I've seen about the golden goal has been that hey, they just teams would play more conservative. They'd park the bus. They just play it out for the for the penalty kicks because at that point nobody really wants to r- risk overstretching their attack and just getting blown away like what Gareth Bale did in the 128th minute. It's just it's. Park nobody really wins. wants to risk it, and and uh, ultimately wait, too wait, because yeah, of wait 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 yeah. you you, you got to slow down here, okay? Because you know I know you're you're uh, I'm sorry you're, you're an analyst <laughs> and I get it. All right, I already told you I'm a fugazi. 
What, what do you mean park the bus? Like if it's an overtime, it's an overtime. See, this is my this is my mistake. I thought park the bus is a universal euphemism. It just I'm a means football guy, dude. No, I I, I, I mean I'm gonna be real. With you, right? <laughs> I, I I think I think this is my soccer background leaning into it because I absolutely on a podcast have used park the bus to describe NFL okay. games before. So park the bus basically means like you're just you're playing really conservatively. You're you're bouncing it around. I know what it means, yeah. but when would you apply that? In terms of how watching a game, if, if you can tell something. No, no, no. He's I, saying I in, a, in a overtime or an extra time session, if uh, if you go into extra time uh, and it's a sudden death at that point, you would want to play more conservatively as if to protect the ball so you don't lose and you force PKs. The way I would say it, Chris, is if PKs are not a factor, which is what we're all arguing for, then you wouldn't play that way. You right. know what I'm saying? So Thank it's just you, first goal wins, regardless of how long we have to play this thing. PKs right. are just not a factor. And I think that's – at least that's it's what like we would like to see. Maybe. It's like, yes, thank you. That's what I don't understand. Right. In playoff hockey, you, like, you would have a three-overtime game every once in a blue moon. but They're not very it, common. The, it, it, right. And by the way, guys would be falling left and right. Like at some point you're going to have – a breakout, and somebody's going to score because, you know, it's a war of attrition. Yeah, no, I know they I, – I was trying to look this up. So I, I know they, they tried this back in 2004, and it just – it was scrapped. It just – it 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 was uh, – and again, a lot of it was teams weren't playing to win in that period. It just – just that's how it was. Like, I, I have no real other answer than okay, that. Just but, this but is how they – Okay, are you talking regular – like, here's the thing. If you're going to tell me regular season, okay. Well, I, regular season, we're allowed to have draws, but yes. But in the in the playoffs, the championship game. Come I on. Mean, I mean, what, what do you? What do you? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you be aggressive? And and by the way, either way, it doesn't matter because at some point there's going to be a breakout because guys are going to be dropping. All I can say is that's how the game's been played. It's how it's yeah, continues to be played. Yeah, but that's not an answer. Yeah, listen, I, I know, I know. But I mean, he's uh, also not the powers I, that be. If I come to Chris, Chris, is it the no, 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 no? Well, is I, this, I, I also, I also think this is just you guys, as Philly guys, just whinging. No, 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 that. no, no, no. I have a question though. I do. Is it the culture of the game? Why it's, they won't change it? Because think about. It. I mean, the guys in the NBA, <laughs> we're not deciding championships on free, free throws. throws. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's right. going on? We got maybe we're missing something, and but I, is it the culture is it like i i would i would say that if you look at like say let's take for example college football college football's overtime system is beyond flawed at this point but nobody's really like maybe that gets changed at some point but nobody really has the same problem if you if you if someone just jumped in tomorrow and said hey this is all wrong in college football the overtime I don't know how you'd respond to that I, i i have no real answer all i know is that that's the way it's played right now I would have to ask yeah, that, some. That's not an answer. I'm asking, I don't know, I know what to give not, you an I answer. Not, I know you're not a powers that be, right? So I know you're. I'm not blaming you for it, but the but I want you to. I want to hear you say, yeah, you guys are right. I like you know, like that's probably no, not but, the best. But way soccer to do it. has always been ordained in no, that, that you play it over. Always. Soccer has always been played, even in the extra time, on the assumption that there is a set period of time adjusted for the amount of extra blah, minutes blah, you have to blah, add blah, on. Blah, blah. 
Now, now we've just gone from, oh, you're open to soccer to now I'm mad that Joel Elliott's goal wasn't the winning one. So now here we are. It's not even that. I'm I'm not giving you that stuff. I really, I swear to you, I swear to you. I got to take it. We got to take it to you. And I apologize. And I love you, dude. You know that. That's why I'm, that's why I'm going. We've had this argument before. I just have no real answer. I just don't even understand it. Like I, the other thing I don't understand, like the aggregate stuff, like, like, listen, am I a boorish American? I guess. I'm a, you know, I like football. Well, there, are, there is no aggregate anymore for MLS, so yeah. Well, I'm talking about in in international soccer. I just, like, that's, I never, I was having a conversation with a guy last week, and he's hitting me with the ag- aggregate stuff, and I'm going, yeah, that's another thing I don't understand. And listen, I don't want to be the Philistine guy who, tell, you know, like, because, you know, listen, that game's been going on long, far bigger from the American to tell you about the sport, right? I, and I'm, I, I appreciate that. That's why I keep my mouth shut. But I'm just asking questions more than making pronouncements. Yeah, I just, I've never been one to question why a sport is played. I appreciate every sport's weird quirks and their rules. So I just never think yeah, about yeah, why it's done one way or another. Uh, I, yeah. Well, I appreciate that for me. All right, we got to take a timeout. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington. TJ Hushmanzada and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, fellas, coming live from the Tyrac.com studios. It's fun. Figgy, we were, I was, yeah, I was peppering the psycho Chris during the break about the World Cup and, you know, the whole idea of, you know, does that match propel soccer even bigger? Like, does that have a 
Cause it's such it's such a it's gained so much steam. Like I'm looking forward to the World Cup. Like I, it's going to be fun. There's there's going to be World Cup matches on Thanksgiving. So you know, do you think it it this is another spike? That's hard to say because I don't know how much the as great as the match was last Saturday. Right. You know how much of a fervor there really was, or how big it was from a national standpoint. To get things going, I know we have the World Cup coming up, but there are so many people, and Chris can speak to this, international soccer fans who might as well treat the MLS the way that we treat single-A baseball. Right. You know, so it's like, so I really don't know how much momentum that game actually gave the sport, per se, outside of the markets it was played in, specifically in L.A. and Philadelphia, but it certainly was. For any casual fans that was that were watching it, I'm sure it certainly helped. But overall, I just don't think it garnered the national attention to a degree that it would actually made that big of a dent. Well, I think most soccer fans would yeah, regard MLS in that regard, but they will always appreciate a really good match regardless of the league it's played in. I uh, to the point I don't think the MLS being good helps uh soccer overall except for maybe some people who are very new to it, but I I think it's more that there has been a burgeoning amount of people who like soccer be it from MLS or from past World Cups who are already kind of engaged in this i don't know well that's what i, I mean I the, mean, the that, question's always been about how much new blood comes in from something like a world cup yeah yeah i guess i was I'm thinking about it is that you know i'm just talking about in this country um because we know how dominant it is outside this country i think but, a lot of that comes with team usa and they they weren't in the last world cup their absence from the last right. world cup really hurt and i and, remember and brazil like said, people, Friday, people were watching brazil uh, the usa and brazil a lot yeah but like you said black friday you know, USA England is incredible. Man. Huge, very huge. Right? I know they start the campaign on with Wales on the twentieth, but England's one of the top, you know, soccer countries of the world. Big fan base in this country too. It'll be a remarkable match. I'm interested to see what the dynamic is going to be now that the World Cup is going to be played in the fall, you know, slash winter, early winter when. You're going up against the NFL, college football, the NBA. Usually, it kind of has same thing up the summer. It has yeah. the summer yeah. all to itself. Yeah, that's usually not be it's the case now. Usually, it's a good break from baseball. This one, I don't know. NFL's been down on itself a little bit. Maybe get some room that way. You know, this goes on until the middle of December too, so you won't have to compete completely against college football after a point. But yeah, you're well taken. I think it'll it'll struggle in some places. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get back to uh, football coming up next. College football, fellas on Fox. Football, football. That's us. Yes, we are the fellas, and we come to you live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Fellas on a Fox football Saturday. So this is what we got going on today, right? Let's look at our college football today and really kind of go knee deep. And by the way, you got to give props to uh, Psycho Chris's mom, who is a Notre Dame freak. And she was... Wondering why we like Clemson last week, and she was right. Listen, they had a what, what a, a impressive game last week. Yeah, they really. I thought 
I, I disagree with her on on a few things on Notre Dame. I I don't think they're that great this year. They definitely don't have a quarterback to speak of. But Clemson, they they really caught Clemson. I don't know if they were sleeping or just they're just that sloppy. If Clemson will always was due for that kind of game, but they yeah. they caught Clemson and Clemson did not deserve the number four ranking or whatever they got. No. And Notre Dame took them to the woodshed on that. It it was impressive. It was. I mean, I'll be honest. I, she's with just you. been on you. She's I, been on you on Figgy just because you guys keep picking against Notre Dame. So. I mean, well, I feel I like it's a, been justified the majority of the year. If I'm mo- most of the year, yeah. Figgy's like, I got no. Sorry, Mrs. Oh no, this Mrs. is not. Psycho I hate on moms. I'm just. No, 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 like, she listens every week. Saying Newt Rockman out there. Does. She's <laughs> awesome. She's. Uh, we love your mom. Yes. We love her. And they picked up some some really impressive wins that I was not expecting. So Clemson and Syracuse were very good wins. I'll give them that. All right. <laughs> the I'm mom. <laughs> yeah, we'll I promise, we'll I promise we'll my mom I would razz you too about it. But that's, yeah, that's listen, it. You, hey, look, rightfully so. Rightfully so. I'll own it. Yes, I think you're right. All right. Uh, so Ohio State in action unbeaten number two. They are a 40-point favorite today. Against Indiana, Jeez. is that all? Forty guys, and you know what? The problem that, that's that's a one. conference game too. This isn't against. I know. Little Sisters of the Poor. This is against someone in the Big Ten. Yep, yep. Not a big time gambler, but I had. A, I'd be hard pressed to lay forty in any sort of situation. Well, that's the, that's rule one. The rule one is you never lay points like that. Yeah. They were a, I don't know, forty something. I think thirty eight or whatever it was last week against Northwestern. And they won twenty one to seven. That was a bad line. I mean, if you knew going in how bad the forecast was gonna be, exactly. it was just gonna be really tough for them to and it was tough sledding for them to be able to roll up those those amount of points and they couldn't do it. I agree. So if I was a gambler and I knew that was the situation going into last weekend, I would have taken Northwestern yeah. to clip to cover, absolutely. Yep. Uh Tennessee in action after last week's disappointing loss to Georgia. First blemish. They got Missouri. They're a 19.5-point favorite against Missouri. I, I think they win, but I think this game could be a little closer in that sometimes, man, you 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 first lost this late. There's a bit of a hangover that comes after your first loss. Yeah, it's one of two ways. Like, it can be a hangover or they can be pissed off and just come in and just lay the hammer to them, you know. And Missouri has been competitive in many of their games. Remember, they pushed Georgia to the brink. About a month ago, so yes. they're not great by any stretch. I think they're 500 right now, but uh, they've been competitive in some games. So it certainly would not surprise me if they were to hang around a little bit. But I would still expect Tennessee to eventually end up winning by at least 10. Let's go to the uh, schedule so we know uh, Missouri. Remember early on, rough sledding. Uh, they lose to Kansas State 40 to 12. They uh, they beat at La Tech and they beat Abilene Christian. They lose to a bad Auburn team in overtime, 17-14. And then... There's a fluky play at the end of that game, too. I think Auburn almost lost that game in the last yes. in the last seconds. Yes. And then, to your point, they played Georgia mighty tough, 26-22. They then played Florida tough, 24-17. They beat Vandy. They beat, last week, South Carolina. So and then they go last week they they beat and then they lose yeah. to uh, Kentucky last week. That was a one score game. Yes. Yeah, they've been in a lot of these games, and I think 
Drinkwitz's defense is pretty good. Some people Missouri. were upset that Eli Drinkwitz, their coach, got a contract extension. It was like, you're going to extend this guy for just having competitive losses all year? Right, but, right. I mean, hey, whatever works for you. Right. <laughs> Not my money. Uh, really good game. LSU and Arkansas. Yes. LSU is uh, excuse me is rolling right now. Now you're on the road in Arkansas, and speaking of which, Arkansas can be a little dangerous. I mean, they win it by BYU. They thrash Auburn. <clears throat> they, I mean, they're not, they're not a bad team, and I'm curious how this matchup goes. Yeah, I mean, this, and for LSU, this is everything. If they win and Alabama loses to Ole Miss, they clinch the SEC West and they'll find themselves in the SEC championship game. You realize there's a path to LSU getting to the national championship, by the way? Yeah. If they win, yeah. if they find a way to win out, that would include a win in the SEC championship game against Georgia. I mean, it's pretty hard to justify leaving them out, even if they have two losses, you know, ahead of, say, like if it's a one-loss TCU or even a one-loss Pac-12 team. Well, I was going to ask you because uh, about the Pac-12 because I, I think, listen, I, I'm taking a two-loss LSU team over a one-loss I think most TCU would. team. Yeah. But let's look at the Pac-12 because, mm-hmm. Figgy, as long as you and I have been doing this, this is your time, man. Yeah. Pac-12, this is, this is legit. It is. Three teams, man. Yeah, you got the, some legit squads here. The L.A. schools in Oregon, you know, and if, if if one of those teams ends up winning out, you're talking about multiple top 25 wins for all of those schools. That and it'll be That's a hard choice. That, that's a hard decision to leave a school like that out. But it's like if you're talking about SEC, the SEC and a team like LSU with a victory over Alabama, they'd have a victory over Georgia. I mean, that that's hard to deny. That would not be an easy choice to make. You'd almost hope somebody else would just lose a game to kind of take the pressure off of you having to be forced to put them in there. But yeah, that's so, that's tough sledding. Who do you who who do you like uh, of those three of those teams? Though, so Oregon's got Washington today. Yeah, they have uh, a tough LC schedule. Obviously, had a had a cupcake last night at Colorado, right? But really, was able to flex and Ariz- and the UCLA's got Arizona tonight. So that should be an easy win. Well, SC and UCLA play each other next weekend, so that'll yeah. be a big, uh, you know, decider there. Um, Oregon, uh, their last three games are pretty tough. So they have Washington this week. They finish the season against Oregon State, and then it's wedged in between is Utah, which is in the top fifteen right now. So if Oregon finds a way to win this week and next week. Oregon State, by the way, with a couple of wins, can find themselves right back in the top 25. So, you know, that matchup could be, you know, a, a big one there for Oregon. If they end up winning out and then having to play SC or possibly UCLA again in the Pac-12 title game, that's another uh, ranked opponent that you'd beat. How can you leave out an Oregon team that has one loss and that loss was all the way back in, you know, the Old Testament against <laughs> against Georgia? You know what I mean? So that, that's hard. Yes, you're right about that. Uh, you know, it, it's it's who, heart of hearts. Who do you think? Who do you like? How do you rank them? Heart of hearts uh, in the Pac-12 or just in general? Now in the Pac-12, I think Oregon's the best of the bunch from just being complete offensively, defensively, and Bo Nix is finally getting some Heisman run, which I think is well deserved. And I think it's I been agree. about He's a month a great behind. Year man, yeah, he has been spectacular. But just from a complete – and honestly, I like UCLA more than I like USC. USC's defense just does not do it for me. That was my question. They've been terrible. 
all yeah. season long they've been terrible. They got by the first month and a half because they were just forcing a crazy amount of turnovers, and you knew that just wasn't going to be able to hold up for the length of a season, and it hasn't. The only thing that's really buoyed them is the fact that Caleb Williams has been playing out of his mind, even with Jordan Addison being out for the last few games. He came back on Friday. Uh, yeah. But Caleb Williams is thrust into the Heisman, one of the top favorites in the top three or four, because he's literally carried them in many of these victories because their defense has been absolutely atrocious. So I, I don't expect USC to beat UCLA next weekend uh, in, a, in a potential rematch between Oregon and UCLA. I think that can go either way, but I do think Oregon is the most complete team out of those three. Who who you, who'd you root, who you root for? I'm curious in that game. That's tough, because um, I, I think USC. I know Chris is a USC man. So USC will be a, a cool story, although they're they're kind of a legacy program. They're not underdogs by any stretch, but to go from four wins last year and to look as abysmal as they did, to be knocking on the doorstep of a potential college football playoff berth is absolutely amazing. For UCLA, Chip Kelly came in. This is year four or five, five I believe. Clean house. They weren't very good and really integrated his style into this program, and now the fruits of that is, are finally starting to roost a little bit. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, a quarterback who's been there forever, he's blossoming in this year. So that will be a really cool story to see UCLA kind of rise up from the depths and make a run. And then Oregon has kind of always been there, going back when Chip was there, yeah, and then Helfridge, yeah. and they fell off a little bit. Willie Taggart came in for one year. Uh, they were competitive under Cristobal, but never really did a whole lot. And now – First year as a head coach with Dan Lanning, to have them in the conversation for a national championship is impressive as well. So I guess the best story for me, I think, would be UCLA. But I don't know if I would necessarily go wrong. And maybe I'm just carrying the Pac-12 flag here for whatever team makes a run. Um, but I think UCLA, I think, would be the best story for me personally. Where, where's Where's Chip? Let's examine Chip Kelly for a second because you brought up his time at Oregon and – while he was not the guy who started, that he certainly took them to another level. Yep. And you know we remember his what he did there and and able to to you know kind of hone that style, frenetic. He was a guy that was uh, among the forefront in the horizontal and bringing a lot of Saturdays to Sunday. Uh, all the tempo stuff. Uh, he took tempo to a to yet to another level. Uh, he was not. He was a disaster in the NFL, and I think one of the reasons why he was a disaster was he didn't know the league, and you know he didn't have an endless supply of blue chip kids to kind of go through. You are closer to it than than me, obviously, but I mean, if you look at his track record, just his record, it, it doesn't scream disaster. I know he had run-ins with people in front offices and was very abrasive, and that certainly was probably a big part about his downfall. But from a football standpoint. I wouldn't say that he didn't work in the NFL. Okay, just so a pure I'll, football standpoint. I, I, and I'll and I'll I'll tell you this, right? He had a raw, he had talent that he took over, mm-hmm. and his talent meshed with the system until he rubbed that talent the wrong way and chased him out of town. Yeah, right. And I'm talking about with Sean McCoy, the McCoy, shady McCoy Jackson. thing, right? And Deshaun and Sean Jackson. Jackson too. Yep. And he he was he was he was a fool. He was. He was a fool. And he didn't realize what he had. And I will tell you that the way he coached, you can't win in the NFL that way because you just exhaust your defense. Like, he killed his defense. I did think that, yes. Yes. And I remember talking to a lot of NFL coaches going, you know, go back to Saturday, dude. 
Like they were, they were like, nah, ain't happening. So it, it was, it was a disaster. You're right. More because he had an opportunity to really, I, I think, you know, create something, build something, but he didn't know personnel. Like if you run his offense, why would you think DeMarco Murray would run in your offense? Totally terrible fit. When right, Sean like, McCoy was the perfect fit. Right. Jump. We talk about a jump cut running back. Right. I mean, are you kidding me? So uh, he was also an arrogant SOB, and that didn't play with men in, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It, it obviously he's he's obviously a good coach. Uh, I, he seems perfectly suited for Saturdays and college. And you know, I mean, wh- how is he being received now in the second time around? Excellent. I mean, he was he was hailed and lauded when he was hired by UCLA. It got off to a bit of a slow start, but again. He came in and kind of cleaned house from the previous regime. And there was a lot of medical retirements and a lot of transfers. And so, you know, he kind of built it. He didn't even necessarily build it in the Oregon image because if you look at UCLA now, it looks nothing like how he played when he was at Oregon, you know, 10 years ago. They're not running fast tempo and trying to get 150 plays a game and any of that stuff. There's a lot of two tight ends. Sure, they're still primarily shotgun, but I mean, it, it, they do yeah, do run. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, but they run the ball primarily, and which Chip has always done. But the tempo is different. So he's a, he's even evolved from his own style. I think he's realized that college football kind of caught up to what he innovated. Now he's innovating his own innovation. You know, yeah, and, and that's what good coaches that's do. That's the mark of a great coach. Yeah, yeah they evolve. You tweak. Yeah, you evolve. Yes. So evolution. That's right. And he, he's. He's been himself with with the media, chippy here and there, but I think he's been better the last couple of years. That was my question because, see, his act doesn't play in Philadelphia. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, his act is, yo, dude, who are you again? You know, like, this, I'm Chip Kelly. Like, I heard, dude, if I tell you the horror stories uh, 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 that I heard, uh, I mean, in this town from him, from I, I just his arrogance around town. I, I mean, if I told you those stories, I mean, you, you go, wow. Part of me. So it was it was a shame because yeah, I wanted to like him a lot, and and he, but he was just a, an arrogant, unlikable guy. Yeah, yeah, and just a creep. I mean, a st- like I heard from like nice people who I know, doctors and eye doctor. I mean, I'm telling you from people that I know. I hear these stories, restaurant people, they were just like, yo, what's up with this guy walking around like he he invented football? And so I think that experience may have humbled him a little bit. I believe he's mellowed out a little bit since then. I can't speak to his experience out there, but out here he's been he's been fine. Okay, I'm not saying good. he's walking around with a giant smile on his face and slapping people on the back and making uh, jokes. Yeah, I, listen, but I, I don't mean, need you to be that. I just don't need you to be. Like my big believer is this: like you're a football coach, okay? You're not, you know, a scientist right. that's eradicating disease. Mm-hmm. You're not a you're not a surgeon, you know, saving people's life, doing God's work. You're a football coach, which is really you're a glorified gym teacher. So, you know, act like, you know, you're blessed to get to do something you love, and you know, treat people the right way. Yeah, and the fact like I that I detest the guy. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to make you. I'm going to no unfiltered. I detest him. I think he's a rotten dude, and I root against him. I would understand you know, if the experience was has been that bad. Then I certainly would understand why you would hold that sentiment. It makes sense to me, yeah. and it didn't help. 
the cause of yourself and other people out there that he won ten games, you know, ten games his first couple of years or before. I, mean, I wanted to like him. I mean, that, I thought the guy had some great concept. I thought he was very smart. Yeah, I mean, yeah. extremely smart guy. But again, he's not going to be less no humility. He's not going to be less arrogant if he comes in from day one and wins ten games, ten right. games. You know what I mean? So the fact that he had so much success, at least on the field initially. Certainly, uh, probably aided in his arrogance. And when what he, he came did from- to Howie Roseman was just un- it was terrible. It was right. incorrigible. Right. I, I still mean, don't, I don't know why ownership allowed that to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeffrey, like he was almost caught. Like you know, here's the guy comes in and and he's winning, and you got to do right by the franchise. And he loved Howie, and just but just the way he treated him was just awful. Yeah. But make him do contract, moved his office, made him do contracts, and how he could have left. And he's like, "Listen, I'm loyal to Jeffrey. Gave me my start. I want to stay here." Yeah, I was surprised it, he left or didn't leave. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. I remember sitting with Howie and talking about it, and and saying, you know, he's like, "Listen," he goes, "If something happens and I'm called back, then I'll I'll do it." I mean, I just want to be loyal to Jeffrey. And to his credit. He he went and, and he studied and he went abroad and he he really learned a lot about personnel and philosophies and other sports and look at the roster he wound up building. He went he to built Super, a Bowl Super Bowl and, and now they're eight and zero. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's a good Two story. completely different rosters in a very short period of time, by the way. Yeah, that's a great story, and, and how he's a, a, a good man. So I'm happy for him. All right, we'll uh, we'll take a quick to. I want to get back to. The landscape of college football and what we got today were the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Right, welcome back, fellas, on a Fox football Saturday. Going through the card today and some of the good games and where we stand and everything else. It's a uh, November is always great. Like, to, and Figgy nailed it, man. It feels like every time, like the, the right after Halloween, all hell breaks loose in college football. It's, it's part of why we love it, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish I wish the expanded playoffs were this year. 
Yeah, so I wonder, like, what the discussion would be. You know, if we fast forward to two years from now, 2024, optimistically speaking, is the earliest they'd have the expanded yeah. playoff. Like, are we really harping on, you know, Tennessee and their loss and what it means and Oregon versus UCLA versus USC versus, you know, because I think at that point the discussions are now we're talking about, all right, Penn State, North Carolina, NC State, do they have a chance to jump UCLA or Ole Miss? Right. You know, it's just it's a, it just the, the metric is just moved from talking about the top four to now talking about the top twelve, and specifically who fight who's fighting for those final three or four spots at the bottom. Do you like that? I, you know, I don't funny. know. Like I can tell you're like on the fence with it. See, I like it because I, I like the playoff piece more than the like. I think the payoff at the end is better than the payoff in November. I agree, and I know what you mean. Uh, and I've 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 been very conflicted about this for the last couple of years because I do believe the more you expand postseason, and people are even talking about sixteen team playoffs and twenty four team playoffs and all that. It's just yeah. it, it, even college. I think that's too much. College football is different from the NFL in that every regular season game does matter and has, does have meaning to it. Now, the unfortunate part is you have different conferences and some things are weighted differently, and right. so that's the part that's hard to even out, and that is, Anthony, where an expanded playoff like 12 teams, at the very least, if a, if a team from, say, like TCU in the Big 12 is terrible you know, and they're undefeated, but the conference isn't that great, well, they can prove themselves in a 12-team playoff and work their way through the schedule as opposed to us sitting here saying, like, well, they're 12-0, but their schedule sucks, so sorry, not sorry, you're not going to make the playoff. So from that standpoint, I totally understand it. Yeah, I just think there's always been an inequity about college football. Like, it goes back to, I mean, I still can't believe that in, in the modern era, I mean, you're talking, what, 70s, 80s, where they would, like, a poll would tell you the national championship? Like, that seems so I mean, antiquated. 70s, 80s. I mean, the first BCS title game was, what, 97 or 98? Wow. So, I mean, I'm not, I mean, not I, even the 80s. I mean. I, you're right. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. Like, when you think about that, I think, like, you know what it is? I'm thinking back to when I was a kid, like, in the 80s and going, there was a Penn State. I don't know what it was. I'm thinking, well, how could you not have a playoff? Like, I never understood it. And, you know, for years and years and years and years and years, the original, like, the old sports talk radio, like, the original sports talk radio, like, that that and the DH was always, like, the big, <laughs> like, debate. Like, you know, like, it, and rightly so, because like, you go, what you know? Why, how could you just have like you vote on the team? Well, and so you can under, you can explain this better than I can because you mentioned you know being young and back in the eighties and, and watching all of this. From what I understood back then, college football was much more of a regional sport then than it is now. Yeah. So if you were say UCLA and you had a great season and you were undefeated or had one loss and you ended up winning the Rose Bowl, it'd be like. Yeah, it sucked we didn't end up being number one in the AP poll, but we won the Rose Bowl, so it was a hell of a season. you know. And it wasn't until the yes. advent of satellite and big TV yes. contracts and everybody's able to watch everybody that everyone is like, wait a minute, why can't we just have one more game? 
you know, between the top two teams. You know, why can't we play it off for an exact for the best team in the country on the field as opposed to, you know, you voting for someone. But I feel like it was just more regional back in the day. And so outside of the minority, you're, you're very like you, uh, perceptive. I, I, I get, you're very perceptive, very wise. Uh, and I'm going to tell you something. And yeah. you're right on. It, it's exactly what it was. And, and I didn't really understand it until, like, you know, you get older and you, then you get you understand. But I was a kid. I'm going, I don't understand this. I don't get this. But you're right. Like, you know, winning the Rose Bowl was a big deal. But we have evolved to it's about championships. Like, all of a sudden, I had this conversation yesterday about the regular season. And whether or not we're all immune to the regular season, like that the regular season doesn't mean anything. Almost in every sport except the NFL because you know, I mean, the NFL is an event. Every game's an event. And they do matter because there's so few of them. But when you look at the NBA and you look at Major League Baseball and the NHL, I mean, the, the people don't care about the regular season. They don't. Yeah, you're 100% right. I, I would fall on the side of that discussion where, yeah, the regular season is very much diminished because we've been told, whether it's the media, whether it's now social media, which I think has a bigger influence on this than a lot of people would like to admit, when you say all that matters is winning championships, then everybody's going to do whatever it possibly takes to make sure they're in a position to win a championship at the end, even if that means sacrificing regular season games. And so some of the same people who are like, well, why are these people resting during the regular season? I paid money to see Giannis, and he's resting tonight. Are the same people saying, well, Giannis got hurt in the, some random game in March. He should have been resting anyway because I want to see him right. win a championship. That's all that matters. It's yeah. like you can't have it both ways. Like I would personally rather just have it like the old days and have everybody just play every single game. You know, Kobe Bryant said, I'm a performer. People are paying to see me play, so I'm going to come in and bust my ass every single night because that's what I'm, that's my job, and that's what these guys are paying good money to come see I'm me do. Go back to Mike, right? Like Mike, the same way. Yeah, you know, Mike. Mike played every night. Like, and all those guys go, did. If you go back to like random games with Mike, he's playing like, like 38, 39 minutes in exactly. a regular season game. Like, and, and, and I remember, you know, it was funny. I remember going back. I did this exercise a few years ago, where I went back and was looking at box scores, and it was like April, right before the playoffs. Uh huh. And he's playing. Like 38, 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. In an April game. Like, you start a playoffs the next week, and the, the dude's playing, and they already got, you know, they've gotten 60 wins already. Like, yeah. so they didn't need it. They had everything wrapped up. There was, yeah, we did this on the air. I don't know if it was last year or maybe even earlier this summer. We looked at, like, a random Laker game from, like, 1985 yes. or something. Yes. And it was. It was, like, May. The playoffs were getting – or April, like you mentioned. The playoffs were getting ready to start a week later. The Lakers are already locked up the one seed. And, like, Byron Scott played 39 minutes. Maggie Johnson played 38 minutes. It was like, these guys are just playing regular minutes, and they have literally nothing to play for But they're, from that, from a standing standpoint. But they're playing the game because that's because they're, suppo- they're supposed to. That's their job. But now your job is to win titles because if you don't, you know, and you end up getting criticized and you're sensitive like Kevin Durant, and that's all everybody, you know, tells you about is, well, you're not that great because you don't win. And then you feel the pressure to go join a super team and win with them, but then even that's not good enough because now people, the same people that told you you weren't yeah. good enough because you didn't win are now telling you you only won because you were with the great team, and now you're constantly chasing because that's oh, all you care about. Curse. Oh, it really dude, is. You're right. You're and right. It's not – look, he's – It's like an episode of Black Mirror. Love that show, by the way. Yes, 100%. That's exactly what it is. So it's almost like the, you can't win for losing, quite literally, you know, no matter what you do. 
If you don't win championships, you will forever be criticized and never be thought of as one of the great players of all time. The, the, I feel like the days – if Charles Barkley played today, he will be viewed differently than what he, what he was back when he played in the 90s and 80s. I truly believe that. We all revere him as a phenomenal player, and he was a phenomenal player, and I won't view him any differently, but just based on the modern standard that we hold people to, where it's literally championship robust, and if you never win a championship, you're terrible – that's 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 unfortunate where the standard is now. Like that's th- th- like that loses that that's ridiculous too. Like that's you lose all kinds of perspective, right? You like, do, yeah. You know, you know, you look at yeah, Dan Marino. Like Dan Marino was a great, great one of the great quarterbacks ever. Like just look, look watch him throw a football. Absolutely, and the right? era like, that he played in when you can beat receivers up left and right, and he's still he's putting up numbers that would put today's numbers to shame, or at least would be comparable to him. Exactly. I, I and so I'm I'm with you on that. The the whole regular season thing is just amazing to me though. Because part of me understands it. Like, you know, listen, you know, you want to win a title, you want to win you know, you're going through a title, but it's 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 almost like the genie out of the bottle type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, it was you're right, uh, Fig, it was better. It was better before because you at least enjoyed every season instead of looking to pass the you know press the fast forward button mm-hmm. to get to the end. And I will say expanded playoffs from that standpoint and talk about diminishing the regular season and people yeah. not caring has hurt Major League Baseball more than any other sport because yeah. it's a sport that's designed through 162 games to determine who put the best team together, who was able to fight through all the attrition and be the last team standing at the end. When, you know, from the days of whoever won the AL, whoever versus whoever won the NL with no playoffs, to then just the, just the LCSs, then the wild card, now the expanded wild card, now the play-in, and it's like, yeah, why am I going to watch a random game in June? You know, I'll just wait for the playoffs to start. We'll figure out what happens then. You're not playing for anything at this point in time, especially if you're a team like, say, the Dodgers or whoever else who kind of ran away with it. You know, it just they, they don't matter because they don't matter. Yeah, because everyone has a chance to fight and get the get hot at the right time and find a way to make it into the postseason, as opposed to winning during the long season actually meaning something. And so that's always been a little bit of an issue for me when it comes to the further you diminish the regular season, you know, the less and less interest you're going to have, and the more and more people you're going to teams you're going to have start resting guys. You're so right. And then you have yes, yes. And then you have LSU, Alabama. They could one could have two losses, one can have one loss. The last game of the regular season. It's like, well, we're both making it to the playoffs. What does it matter? Yeah, but football is a little different, right? In the in the sense that, like, when you bring up the baseball thing. So here's what I need to reconcile. Let's take because let's look at baseball first. It's better in October, though. Like the sport. Is so much better in October and November this year, just the way the games are played, than they are through the long slog of a season. To a degree, yes. And there's the element of the upset, which obviously your Phillies were, you know, benefactors of. I'm not even going that route. I'm just talking about the sport itself. Well, the sport's going to be entertaining regardless. It's post it's postseason play for the sport itself. You know what I mean. Is yeah. it any more I, I or less entertaining play, if there's it's played different though, right? But it's played different regardless. So it's like if I can find a way to 
get the Dodgers and the Braves, the teams with the two best records, the easiest road possible to be able to make it to play each other, to have the teams that had the best seasons be able to line up and make it to the championship round, I would try my best to do that. Right. The quality of the baseball is going to be different. It's going to be played at a different level anyway because that's just how the sport is. And by the way, every sport is that way. Maybe football, uh, but basketball is played differently in the postseason than it is in the regular season. Well, yeah, I've always made this point that the football, the difference, it's why we love the regular season because it's played like playoffs. The game doesn't change. But yeah. baseball changes and the NBA changes. Yeah, they play defense in every possession in the NBA. Right. Right. Yeah. So, well, I'll tell you what. Hit us with trending, and then I, I want to throw something with you about the NBA and see what you guys think. And this, Chris, this is like a bit of a soccer thing, too. So I'm curious where you staying with this thing, too. But it is with the trending first. Buddy. All right, well, we'll start in the NBA. 40 points for Steph Curry. He had 47 on Monday night. Came back with a 40-point spot on Friday night. Leading the Warriors to a 106-101 victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers. To Los Angeles, De'Aaron Fox, 32 points to lead Sacramento to a 120-114 victory over the Lakers, who fell to 2-10 on the season with that loss. John Morant scored 28 points to lead the Grizzlies over the Timberwolves. The Knicks with a 121-112 victory over Detroit, with 30 points scored there by R.J. Barrett. Boston, Oklahoma City, and the Orlando Magic with victories. Orlando with the win over the Phoenix Suns, 114-97. Six players in double figures there for the Magic. No Chris Paul in the mix for the Suns, out with a heel injury. News out of the NFL, 49ers receiver Debo Samuel will play against the Chargers Sunday night. No Keenan Allen for the Chargers in that game as he continues to deal with that hamstring injury. College football Friday night, Caleb Williams of USC, five total touchdowns in a 55-17 USC win over Colorado. Cincinnati and Fresno State with wins. Gonzaga defeated Michigan State 64-63 in college basketball. Anthony's Temple Owls, an upset over Villanova. Yeah, UC Irvine, it. an upset over Oregon and Eugene as well. Back to the No Phelps. Jay Wright. It's no Jay Wright. That's right. Couldn't hit I a three to Jay. save their lives. What's that? But they couldn't hit a three to save their lives last nah, night. Nah, nah. T-U. T for Temple U. It was weird. I had uh, Mark Macon, who was a Temple star. Mm-hmm. Under John Cheney, legendary John Cheney, who I loved. He was a great man. And uh, he's now assistant coach under Aaron McKee. So Aaron McKee and Mark making two former Temple greats now running that program. That's right. So it was a, it was like a big win for them last night. Yeah, Aaron McKee's Philly through and through. Won a oh, sixth yeah. man of the year with the Sixers back in the day, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah big turn. Loved Aaron McKee. Great guy. Was out here with the Lakers for a little oh, bit. Oh, tremendous guy. Tremendous, tremendous guy. Him, he, it was, you know, you remember his his running partner was that Eddie Jones. Oh, speaking of great Lakers, absolutely. Yeah, Eddie Jones. It was always Eddie and Aaron. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. All right, we're gonna uh, come back. I, I want to throw this by you guys, and because the regular you talk about regular season in the NBA meaning meaningless, could you whack the season up? into just basic tournaments. And then you have a final tournament for the whole thing. Let's discuss. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Hanging out on a Fox Sports Saturday. Football fans, don't worry. Listen, we got you covered all day here on Fox Sports Radio. 
Make sure you tune in to Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM every Saturday and Sunday, three hours before kickoff. Tune in this morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific, and tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern as we take you all the way to kickoff on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app, presented by BetMGM. All right, uh, so we were talking about the regular season, and it was funny. Last night, I I was – my our plans. It, my Anthony turned thirteen yesterday, nice. and I know I I wanted to cry. Fig, I'll be honest with you, um, my little boy. Right, all of a sudden he's thirteen. But hello, daddy. Exactly. He wears he wears a size thirteen sneaker now. Wow. So he and I wear have the same size. In fact, I saw his Lebrons sitting there. Right, he just got new Lebrons, mm-hmm. and so he was at school, and I was like, hmm. You know what? I could wear those LeBrons today. <laughs> and I, for a second, thought about wearing them. Mm. And I knew that if my wife found out, yeah. I would be scorched. You thought better of it. Yeah. Right. Good. So I didn't Good. wear his sneakers. Smart but, uh, Yeah. So we were going to see Black Panther right. at the 1030 show. Okay. But, uh, we, but it was raining and, my, and everybody was kind of beat up. He had football practice, so we moved it to tonight. So I watched Lakers and Kings, and it was horrible. <laughs> I, I was like, the football game was a blowout. I'm like, let me watch some little, little hoop action. And, you know, the game was a good game. It was close, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. I'm exaggerating, but. I'm looking at the Lakers going, I don't even recognize them. You know, Westbrook, he's so horrible. Though. I'll be honest with you. I, I feel bad for the guy because he's a, a tremendous talent, but he plays the game in such a wrong way sometimes. Yeah, his uh, game is just not suited to the way the game is played nowadays. And I will say, ever yeah. since he's been moved to the bench, he's actually been better. He's been more yeah. efficient. Uh, he's been attacking the rim better. He's been finishing at the rim better. The problem is it just hasn't resulted in wins <laughs> which is the biggest issue. So it's almost like Darvin Ham has tapped into, by the way, this is nothing that many of us didn't say last year, that Russell Westbrook will be best suited coming off the bench and playing a different style and a different tempo off the floor with LeBron and Anthony Davis. So they found that part. They just can't – they keep giving games away late. They just can't find a way to, to close out games. It's been a running issue. Two and ten with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. That's insane. That is insane. So what do you do, though? All right, so can you remedy the regular season and the lack of kind of – because, like, like they put it back to October. They actually started earlier to to combat the back-to-backs. And I don't know about what's going on out there, but it's lost. Like, with football going on, the the Sixers are off to a sloggy start. Harden's hurt. Nobody's paying attention here. And it's like football's – the regular season is so devalued. Could you do a series of tournaments that results into an ultimate playoff tournament for the champion? Well, I will speak to the uniqueness of the L.A. market considering how long football wasn't here and the Lakers are an established brand. So the Rams, Chargers, and even to a certain degree USC, who's building their momentum back up, they all take second fiddle to the Lakers. Once the Dodgers were eliminated even, oh, from the postseason, now, yes. Wow. Yeah, the yeah. Lakers will the Lakers are will take even as bad as they are. What's wrong with the Lakers is a bigger headline, even more so than what's wrong with the Rams, who just won the Super Bowl last year. Wow. I'm not saying that's not a headline, and it's definitely wow. a talking point. 
But it's a Dodger, yeah, Laker, Italian. It's Dodgers, yeah. Lakers, and everything else after that. Wow. Oh man. Like And again, look, I football wasn't here. Rams. Football wasn't here for twenty years. That's a long time. That's a generation that you missed. Yeah, There's just so yeah. many people who've adopted other teams right. that it just even with the Rams coming to town, nobody's just gonna drop everything and just immediately flock over to them. It and just, look, they, it takes time. And they have a fan base. They have a great fan base. They they sell out so far sometimes, unless the 49ers are there. Uh, or Raiders know. or yeah. many other teams. Yeah, and so <laughs> there's that. There are transplants transplants, and to Chris's point, there are people here who grew up not having a home team. So when their team comes to town, they buy a ticket and they go see them. So it's it's a slow build for the Rams and Chargers, but the Lakers are still top building. But we can get deeper into the NBA and what to do for the regular season with All the right, in-season let's tournaments. Discuss, uh, we're going to go around the NFL as well. Fellas, right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, that's us. We are the fellas on a Fox football Saturday. What a fun day, man. Coming live from the TireRack.com studios. Always a, a November. All of a sudden, can you believe that we are one week and a half from Thanksgiving? You're right. Fig, doesn't it catch up on you? It really does. Feels like it's it was weird. yesterday we were talking about, man, it's like July 8th. When's, the, when's football coming? Right, man, football season just rolls, football. man. Flies I by. Mean, it's unbelievable, right? I swear to God. You just can't agree how just quickly it just goes. I always love the turn of phrase, uh, there's a lot of football still to be played. Because while it's true, at the same time, it goes by so quickly to all of a sudden there's not a lot of football to be played. I know. I get depressed like I'm all of a sudden, you know, the college football season's winding down. It's almost man. over. I we have know. Ohio State, Michigan in like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That, that like that's weird. That's I mean, I love, you know, the holidays and all, but it, it is a bummer when it starts to end, you know? Like I hate like as much as I love basketball and the whole thing, but I hate turning the page. Like what's the playoff start in the NFL? I start to get depressed. Which is which is odd because of the playoff start for me, I get excited for these matchups and how I mean divisional playoff weekend's one of the great weekends in, it in is, sports. But then it's over. Like you wake up, then it's over, and then the next thing you know, what do you get to look forward to? You gotta live in the moment, Ant, you know? You gotta You're right. live in just, you know, breathe it in and I'm soak always it about in tomorrow. and tomorrow. I look forward to like well, you're right about that, though. You're you're right about that. Trying to get too ahead of ourselves. There's nothing wrong with looking ahead. I understand being prepared for the future, but you know, and st- stuff live like in that, moment. and in great games, you know, just try I to know. live in the moment and soak it all in. I'm such a loser. I such, <laughs> I am so <laughs> dictated by sports. My life, it's amazing. What a what a we we all are, and that's all right. That doesn't make you a loser. Yeah, we're birds of a know, feather dude. when it comes to that. I so know, I guess brother. we're losers together. I'll take it. Yes, Whatever. we are. Yes, we are. Fine by me. We stand united. That's right. So we, we got this discussion about the regular season and how the regular season has been devalued in the NBA. Is there – and we're, we're going to turn it uh, – next segment, we're, it's all NFL. I want to dive into all kinds of things. But, you know – it's what makes football great, which is the regular season, because you're you're living every week, and every week it's another it's an event, and it's weird. Like I look at the NBA, and you know, I I mean, you're right. The Lakers, listen, you know better than anybody how popular Lakers regular season is, but you would agree that throughout the league, the league itself it still takes a back seat until football's over. 
and even then, the regular season, these guys just don't play. It's it's not as rewarding as it used to be. Is there a way to dress it up? Is there a way to do it, you know, almost Champions League-esque, where you would have a series of tournaments that can encompass, you know, X like amount group of games? stages? I don't know. Is there a way to do that where that leads into a, an ultimate tournament playoff type of thing? I'll leave that to our soccer expert, Chris. I'm not feeling it, to be honest with you. But right. he, you have, Chris, you have better working knowledge of so how that sort of no setup works. to any kind of dramatic yeah. change even with this, this Even this midseason tournament that they've been talking about for the last couple of years just seems kind of weird and unnecessary to me. Just right. another way to find a way to make money and, and sign another TV contract that doesn't really do anything to address what we think the issue is, whether it's you know players resting or whatever the situation may be. I know Adam Silver brought up two weeks ago, they're trying to find ways to incentivize players to keep playing and not set out games when they're healthy. What that is, I don't know. But I feel like I'd rather try to go down that road to try to disincentivize players sitting than trying to come up with all these you know different machinations and tournaments and, and all of that. You know what I think I, it just know, convolutes things. I hear you. you know, but you know my goal is not to add revenue streams for them. My, my goal is to make the regular season matter again. And I don't know how it, I don't know how you do that. I don't know, you know, it goes back to the genie in the bottle. Once the genie's out, how do you can, how could you look at the regular season the same way? Well, one thing that will help the regular season matter is just to have the star, know that the star players are going to play. And I think that mm-hmm. that would be, that's the biggest hurdle. So if there is a way to find, if they can find ways to tell guys like Kawhi Leonard, now granted he's dealing with a legit injury right now. I'm just using right. him as an example. Like, hey, yeah, you might be a little uh, banged up tonight, but if you play on this this nationally televised game on TNT, uh, we negotiate with the players' union, you get a certain percentage of your salary bonus for playing tonight, whatever that is. I don't know how they do that. I don't know what the ideas are. They're discussing it. But I think finding a ways to keep the star players on the floor and have them play on a night-in, night-out basis would make huge strides and a big difference because you just don't know. When you tune in on a given night, who's playing and who's no, not. you don't. You just don't. I mean, look at last night. Little LeBron and then Andy Davis. Now, again, there was a sick, he was ill, but he was at last, he was at the game time game decision. Time decision. You, didn't, right. you didn't know. Like, if you're on the fence, like, am I going to watch this game? And you see he's questionable, you're like, ah, I'm out. Right. Like, you know, it's a possibility, right? Yeah. Especially for these big marquee national TV games. You know, that that's – that's the big one. For, and I know the NBA has just strongly suggested to teams and to players, hey, make sure you play your guys, but I don't think they can force them to. You know? Right. So th- I think that's, at least for me, I'd much rather go down that road than start talking about all these weird tournaments and all that stuff because I don't know if that does a lot for me personally. The only thing is, while we're talking about this, the only thing is, is it interesting enough? Like once you know, like, like let's be real. You know, the good teams are going to make the playoffs, and it's going to come down to April anyway. So, like, is there an urgency? Is there a way to heighten the urgency so it matters? That's the biggest problem with us being so championship dependent. Like, we can we enjoy a a a, a great game between I don't know, you know, Boston and Miami. And go, wow, that's great. Or is it just incapable? Are we just incapable unless it's a regional thing? I think I think part of it is probably that it's 
bit of a regional thing. I, I, I'm struggling this because I remember even as early back as like, I mean, now I'm realizing it's 10 years ago, but still like during, you know, the LeBron heat years, you'd still find plenty of matchups. There's plenty of teams to go around with stories. And I just feel like it's, it's harder to drum up stories that will appeal to a national audience. I don't know. And you're, you're always fighting in any kind of proposal against the idea that you want plenty of games in that you know will bring in gate revenue and everything so there's never going to be a reduction in the regular season basketball's kind of stuck between kind of in that baseball model where it's like some a lot of these games are just they they were never made with the intention of having meaning to begin right. with it was just to get people in the door and now suddenly we have to add meaning to them well, because otherwise and, and you're also lose the, at, yeah. it's basically shows right it's it's inventory, TV inventory. Yeah, and there's just so many. There's to, to your point, like when it's once or twice a week for TNT or ESPN, you've got to kind of figure out well what's going to be the game that sells it. And when you're dealing with rest on any given random night, it can just really put a crimp in that at any point. You just don't know what you're getting. I, I don't. I I think maybe changing the the season to something where you would have championship points or some some sort of model that would determine seeding a little bit better for the playoffs would be great i'm just i'm just trying to imagine what that would look like Like, with also being like right right where baseball you got all those games and you know the greatest part about baseball is the regular is the playoffs because the game slows down it's just awesome like it's it's great like it's, it, there's a heightened team managers are managing to win game 27 outs. But here's the problem. How do you reward teams from the regular season? You have a great regular season, and when you when teams don't play, like the Dodgers or the Braves, the, it hurts them. Well, because this is, baseball's a game that's supposed to play it every day. Yeah, this is this is that's more of a that's 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 a harder problem for baseball because in baseball the playoffs ended up becoming tacked on at the end like i'm not even taking it back to the ancient days where it was you had one team from the american league the one team from the national league it's not until very recent it wasn't just al east al west nl east nl west that we started expanding it whereas for hockey and for nba it was always this idea that you're going to play a season and then go into a best of seven you know uh playoff tournament format so i don't i i I don't know It, it felt like the importance of the regular season dropped off for basketball in such a hard way that I'm just I I don't you you'd have to rework the entire regular season model at that point and I don't well, know what that even looks like. Well, first right, of all, yeah. too, you have to are we acknowledging that there's it's actually a problem to a degree because the TV contracts are getting bigger, the regional ratings are great. The national mm. ratings have taken a bit of a hit, but it's—I mean—baseball and basketball are kind of in the same boat when it comes to that. Yeah, every everyone just wants to watch their own local team at the end of the day. No, you sports, know what? Maybe yeah. maybe you're right. Maybe figure—you know—it's a great point you bring up. Maybe there is no issue. I mean, Adam Silver is acknowledging that things could be better, but I wonder if if he and the NBA feel that the system is completely and totally broken in its current, you know, intimation. Like, I don't I, think it's—I don't think it's become. I think we're viewing a problem as neutral sports fans for the NBA but it's not become a widely accepted problem. I think it's it's a lot of people who do not like basketball right now 
will point to the flaw that a lot of guys are just disregarding the regular season. But yeah, to your point, you still sell a lot of product locally for every night if you want to watch the Lakers, or if you want to watch the Pistons or whoever, that in those local markets, it's still it's still competitive because it will be out there. And there is a comfort to just turn on the TV on a given night and have your your sports team, your local sports team playing. Hmm. I, 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 I mean, what about baseball? The baseball need to be fixed. I mean, you know, is it is it right that the Dodgers win all those games? You penalize they wind up being penalized by the fact that they won games. And so, so I don't know if it would fix it, but I do think it would help if every series was seven games, with the with the exception being the the play in the the wild card, wild card, right? Yeah, the best of three in one home site. I think that's fine, but I think once you get into the divisional round. Similar to what the NBA, the change they made about 15 years ago, where they just made every single series seven games. I think every series should be seven. So this is funny enough because you, two two hours ago we were talking about the MLS Cup and everything, and the, they have their playoffs, but I think they also they get it right in that they also recognize, because in most domestic soccer leagues across Europe, there is no playoffs. You win, you, you win the most games. You win the championship. And Yeah, that's the weirdest thing, like in the sure. Premier League – when that that Saturday or is it that Sunday or Saturday yeah. Saturday right, where all the game they pl- everybody's playing, and it's like you know some days some years it's anticlimactic yes. when yeah. the team wins and you're but going. I'll, but I'll I, say this though: is it weird or is it kind of the true measure of who the best team is? If you're playing a season, and everybody in the league plays everybody yeah. f- four times. Right. And one team rises above everybody else. Why do you need a playoff? Well, that's that was the point I was going to. MLS has two different trophies in that regard. They have the cup mm. for for the winner of the playoff turn of the playoff tournament, but LAFC also had the most points out of any team in MLS and they got something from the regular season called the Supporters Shield. And I know in I know they give out something similar in hockey, but nobody respects it because it's all about right, the, you know, the Stanley trophy, Cup. Yeah. yeah, the President's yeah. Trophy. But the Supporters Shield does matter in MLS two teams almost as much as the MLS Cup itself because it's it shows exactly that that you won the most games in the regular season. You yeah, proved you have, over a long haul that you're that you're. It's a great yeah. point that you bring up. It's a gr- actually a great discussion, and it's a great point you you bring up. Here's the problem. You're not throwing a parade because you won the regular season. And yeah, I think that's American. It is an American problem in that we don't respect the regular season, that it's just it, – it, it, we are – all of our sports are so very playoff-driven in that regard. We like tournaments. We like playoff series. We like one and done. We like big, flashy ends to these seasons. I agree. Yeah, maybe, maybe the, the problem does lie within us – and maybe, you know, we should celebrate. Like the Dodgers should be called some sort of champion. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like if you're, you're right, Fig. Like you play 162 games and you you have the best record. Well, how come then? And then all of a sudden there's so many other factors. Hey, by that by this point, Woods pitcher has dead arm. Like Justin Verlander had dead arm, right? And, yeah. and he got hit. By the Mariners, he was hit by the Yankees. He was on the ropes. He escaped it. Phillies had him on the ropes a couple times. But he had a great season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe to your guys' point, maybe we do – we make too way too much of the playoffs and we need to celebrate 
the achievements of a long season. And maybe that's the answer for an NBA type. Like, like where I, you win the you win the, the the regular season, that's a big deal. I can think of no better example than the Patriots undefeated regular season. Yeah. And just uh, yeah. completely undefeated, but because they lose to the Giants in the Super Bowl, that gets all flushed down the toilet. Yeah, like they're 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 a they're blemished. Yeah, they're it was not, like an afterthought, or like yeah, yeah. they're deadpan. It's the, yeah, they, you're they, like oh, big deal. In fact, it's almost more of a negative because yes, well, you lost in the playoffs. You're so. seen as a the fraud deal. being exposed, right? Yeah. It's yeah. the Golden State Warriors against the Cleveland Cavaliers. When they they had the best record of all time in the regular season, made it to seven games and, and lost, and That's they a great example. They can't live that down. No one talks about them winning, you know, what they won, 63, 64 regular season games. Yeah. No one even talks about that. They you talk about the fact they couldn't close the deal. Fa- it's a great discussion point. And the issue is, I, I don't know that it could ever change. I don't think so either. I'm oh, I just, it's just how we view our sports. It's, it's, it is the archetype through which, the lens through which we view it. Like, we've, we are, our sports are playoff-centric. Like, and I think that's that goes back to how we started this conversation because we're all sitting here wondering about the regular season, worrying about the importance of the regular season because the regular season is seen as this this path towards a playoff, and we want that path to be more exciting because the playoffs themselves are exciting. Right. Yeah. It's good. Good stuff. All right. Let's take a quick to and let's now dive back into the NFL. And look at this week's card and some of the storylines, the plots that's going on in the National Football League, where the fellas hanging out on this Fox Sports Saturday. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, welcome back, fellas, hanging out on a Fox Sports Saturday. Always a lot of fun. Get to hang out with uh, you guys. I love this. Uh, you know you know what's funny? Uh, full disclosure, because we always keep it 100, but, you know, it sucks getting up on a, on a weekend Saturday morning if they're a w- long week, right? And because nobody likes to do that. But I got to tell you, I love it. I love hanging out with you guys. I love talking sports. 
and I, I really do. It, 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 it's funny because I'm looking that the, the morning has arrived in the East Coast, and it's bright and sunny, and of course we start in, in the darkness. And I was like, you know what? As much as it's a pain in the ass to wake up, it's a lot of fun. So thank you, guys. Oh, feelings mutual. Trust me, as we are still mired in the darkness here uh, on the West Coast. Uh, no, but, I know you are. <laughs> but uh, being able to to talk to talk football, talk sports, the great discussion about the NBA and the regular season, always thought provoking discussion, which is why I look forward to most, and that's why I love working with you. So yeah, man. I look forward to it for the same reason. And then, of course, Chris jumps in with the, the football. Football, 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 football. There's that. There's that. Talk football, 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 football. (laughs) We come to you live from the, uh, of course, the Tyrac.com studios. Uh, All right, let's let's talk football, 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 and the NFL and where we stand. So we have, like we said, we have a Germany game, no European game. This one in Germany, Tampa and Seattle, and. We, were, we touched on it earlier, but I got to tell you, I love Seattle this game. I think they're just completely being overlooked. And I think it's the – you said the brand has such a big uh, – the Alabama brand, and the Brady brand is this big. Mm-hmm. And so I think people are looking at this game going, well, I mean, let's look at it. It's Tampa. He's got to get right somewhere, so he's going to get right in Germany. Meanwhile, I think he gets lost in the Black Forest. Yeah, I mean, just look at the numbers, by the way. I mean, Seattle's averaging 27 points a game, the Bucks 18. Seattle's allowing 24 points a game, the Bucks, the Bucks are allowing 20. So, I mean, just based on that, the Bucks can't run the ball. I, I, I just don't understand. And what the only way that they find a way to win this game is if Geno Smith turns into Geno Smith from six years ago and just th- is throwing the ball to the to pewter color jerseys or whatever jerseys the Bucks are wearing. Yeah, that's about it. I, I, I just don't see a, a standard path to a Buccaneer win this week. I don't. I I know we keep talking about like well they, they've got to get right at some point, but do they? Do they? Yeah, like I don't think the Packers are going to get right this year. Like this, I, I, I think at how, some yeah. I think at some point you, the 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 mist the mystique of the greatest of all time wears off, and you have to deal with the reality of what the season is, and that they're just not good, and this is who they are, and after some point, this is just who they are. They're they they've got three wins, and. That's right. They've got three wins. Four. Bucks four, are four and five. Me. Yeah, four and five. Yeah, I was I was confusing with the Packers. It was like they're they're a sub five hundred team, and they're just going to keep playing like it. Meanwhile, the Seahawks. I mean, we can talk about their schedule if we want, but I mean, they're playing incredibly well and playing incredibly tight. They're atop the NFC West, and they're doing it with Geno Smith. They're who as, looks and they're amazing. Ascending. Like their defense is getting better. Yes. Yes, ascending. And they've got they're getting good production out of the rookie Kenneth Walker. Yeah, he's getting better. Yeah. Oh, he's you awesome. Know? I love that kid. Well, you you knew he was going to be good at Michigan State. Definitely. Like, yeah, I think I think there's been some conversations about what is the value of drafting a running back that high, mm-hmm. this that and the other thing, but look, Seattle knew what they wanted. They wanted a they they like having those feature backs. They love guys like that. And Kenneth Walker fit exactly what they wanted to do. They knew exactly what they wanted from Kenneth Walker, and he's giving them exactly what what they want. And by the way, kudos. And by the, we still have t- time left in the regular season. I guess things could fall apart for Seattle too. While we're you know on this, but kudos to them because coming into the season, you know they trade away Russell Wilson. Everybody says Pete Carroll's lost it. They're in a rebuild. How are they going to compete? They're just competing for a top draft pick. I mean, right now they're. I mean, they're on pace to win the NFC West. They're going to win I, the I, division. I, gotta tell you, I, I I'm stunned. 
of all the things that's happened throughout the course of this season, the Seahawks are the most – the Russell Wilson and Seahawks are the most mm-hmm. confounding. That First Denver's all, that bad and Seattle's that good? Yeah, I mean, I know you said – you were right. You, you didn't think that Denver would would be great, but – you I. I I mean, you didn't think that Russ would be a disaster, did you? No, I thought they'd be better than this. They're, they're three and five right now. I thought they'd maybe be five and three. I thought they'd be in the mix. Right. <laughs> you know? They'd be competing. Not that they look this bad. He I looks mean, my God. Russell Wilson just looks beyond cooked, too. Yeah, well, and you know you, what it is? I think, and I think Richard Sherman had a great point the other day. And it, the people assume that Russell Wilson is just like this great plug-and-play quarterback. And the problem, mm-hmm. and this is a, one of the reasons I thought it might be an issue in Denver with Nathaniel Hackett, he didn't design his offense around the talents of Russell Wilson. People thought that you can just pluck Russell away from Seattle, throw him into any offense with a bunch of receivers, and say, all right, Russ, do your thing. He's played in one system and one style of offense his entire career. I don't know if it's realistic to think you can just plop him anywhere and have him play his own way. Tom Brady didn't do that. It's also that. Like a, when he got to Tampa Bay. Fact, yeah. You're it, right, because he, when he went to Tampa Bay, he designed the offense. In fact, that, that was one of the reasons why – there was that rift there, yeah, if you remember. Arians. Yes. Right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, one of the things is, like, it was a power struggle. And, of course, Arians lost when the Tampa when the Miami thing fell through. Mm-hmm. And he was going back to Tampa Bay. Bruce gets bumped upstairs because he loses that power struggle. And I think what we were learning is behind the scenes, and even in Seattle, there was a bit of a power struggle between Pete Carroll and Russell yeah. Wilson, too, that, you know, he wanted to be more of a – from the pocket passer and I think that's kind of what he's doing as he's aging you know he can't just run around for 30 yards and throw it for a net of a net of 10 or whatever it is he just he just he wants to be from the pocket he's just not as effective from there and you know we we spent a lot of time over the last few years talking about who won the breakup between Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and I think at least in this breakup there's a clear winner in Pete Carroll right now he's shown that it's He's had this system in mind. He knows exactly what he wants his football team to be, and we can clown on him of being, you know, a Neanderthal about wanting to run the football in a pass-heavy league and everything, but it's it's working, working for him right now. Nine games through the season, it's working right now, and I think they pick up the win here in Munich, too. Yeah, and, the, and that offense that Russ doesn't want to play in, I mean, it's a variation of what they're running in Seattle now with Geno bootlegs play actions get them on the run get them out of the pocket and it's still working (laughs) so yeah that that, to your point chris i mean Pete carroll is is so far through what nine games whatever it is 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 winning that battle and and it's important to have to buy in from your players and i guess we just assumed that because russell wilson wasn't buying in that something was going to break apart when he left seattle and instead what we found out that russell wilson seemed to be more the problem than any other piece right there. Which is something Richard Sherman has been saying for six years now, by the way. Yeah, I mean, he's a screaming, right. angry, Richard crazy Sherman, guy. You know, you're though. right. He's, he, you know why? Uh, first one to we, say we, it. You're right. And you know, it's funny. We always, listen, we, we, I think all of us always respect Richard Sherman. Oh, yeah. But we should, you're right. We should listen to him closer. Because I got to tell you. a lot of people about Russell I, Wilson. Yeah. I was full. I, I, I was like, why are these people always hating on Russ? Like I, I, I liked Russ. Like I thought Russ. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, just, like like at Wisconsin. Like when he transfers from NC State to Wisconsin, and, and he has that magical year, and they go and and they win the Rose Bowl. And I remember looking at him, going, "Wow, what a winner!" And I remember talking to Andy Reid right after the draft. Right, remember he goes third round. Andy 
was about to take him. And I remember saying to him, man, if Russ was like four inches taller, three inches taller, not even four, it's like three, two and a half, three inches taller, he, he's a, you know, a clear first round of number one overall pick. And, you know, he has this really good start to his career. It's a great career. And then he kind of goes off the deep end, I guess. I, you, you follow, Fig? I think what what happened is just he's got really good brand management coming out of there, be it all the let the let Russ cook thing and everything, the highlights. You know, the, uh, at the time he was corny, but he was still a winning quarterback, so people enjoyed the corny about him and everything. He wasn't annoying like he is this year with the Broncos country let's ride and the stretches. At that point, back with Seattle, it was endearing. But then there was always those cracks under the surface. I remember last year when he went on, you know, a radio show and just basically threw his offensive line under the bus. Yeah, Dan Patrick. But, yeah, there was Dan Patrick on our network. Yeah. But I remember talking with so many people. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, maybe he should have said that. But he's right. He's right about the offensive line. It's not good. But the the underlying point is, you were still throwing your offensive line under yeah, the bus. You can't do that. Like, you just can't does. do that. As no. as Aaron Rodgers learning very quickly. And that's what Richard Sherman yeah. said. He's that basically was not a he was not a leader. Was not the guy. Everything he was saying is coming true yeah. now. We're starting wow. to learn. Did you? Did you? Because I don't know. I, I again, I remember him coming out of Wisconsin. I remember that year. Oh yeah, I was. He I was, was at awesome that Rose that Bowl year. against Oregon. They they dropped that one. It was a close one, but even still, he played great in the game. He did. Um, I remember when they drafted him. You know, they signed Matt Flynn to that giant deal, and he became undeniable. He they beat were like him out a camp. huge underdog, like a three touchdowns and two touchdowns, like something like, like that. That was sixteen points, fifteen points, whatever it was. And and that game was to the wire. It was. It was an excellent game. It was phenomenal. Um, and look, got off to a great start, obviously, in Seattle. But it's like the louder and louder his voice got, the, the more and more the players started to tune him out. Because you t- your point, Chris, is like you know the the corniness and all that other stuff, and you yeah. know it's 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 fine early on. But I do think it wears on guys after a while too. And if there's yeah, if you don't have enough to, juice to back up all that stuff too, and not being a real player and being communicating with the guys the way that you're supposed to. Players can spot a phony from a mile away, this, yeah. and and they don't suffer fools at that level when it comes to that sort of thing. This is this is the ultimate team sport. This is a team sport, and if you start getting high on your own brand, and you start believing all of that stuff a little bit don't too get much, high on your own supply. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it 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 can it can wear people off very quickly, and I think that's what happened. And in turn, Seattle, to Brady just, yeah. and Rogers. Oh, Rogers, I think is Rogers exhibits sure. a right now. Like everything that's going on. Every week the the Packers keep losing. There's more excuses. There's more blaming. First it was, you know, we have, you know, we've got to try out other guys who can like catch the ball and it just it's getting worse by the week for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I don't and things, I don't know where the off ramp is. If things are that bad, Aaron, then why did you stay? You signed that extension, the short extension with the option to trade you or whatever it is. You could have just left. You decided to stay. You knew what was happening this offseason yeah. after Devontae Adams was yeah. traded away. You could have tried to be traded at that point, too. You wanted to stick it out. And now the team is struggling. You're struggling, by the way. It's not just the receivers. Yes, he doesn't have a lot of great weapons, but, you know, Greg Cosell, a guy that does tape and who I listen to very closely because he knows all this stuff, has even admitted that Aaron Rodgers is not playing well just as an individual this year. So some of it falls on him. So that report about you know three. players being upset that they're the scapegoat, is justified. I get it. He had yeah, three I, interceptions against the Lions. He has not had three interceptions since 2017 in a yeah. single game. And the Lions, with all due respect, Chris, no, are they're terrible. Not a, they're not a turnover machine. Yeah. They're, they're, they're terrible not an interception machine. 
Two of them went to two of the, I, I think all of them went to basically rookies to Kirby Joe to what two to Kirby Joseph, who has not played that much for most of the season, and then one to Aiden Hutchinson. Like <laughs> he's given well, he, three well, interceptions to rookies. Is, listen, his greatness is undeniable. Absolutely. But sometimes what happens is I dude, I think the same thing's going on with Brady. They they get weird. There's a weirdness. It's weird. It's age. It's you know, declining like, play. It's I think everything. with Brady, for, honestly, I, I don't think Brady's playing that poorly this year, to be honest with you. I think there's just a lot of things. They can't on, protect him. Yeah, yeah, they can't protect him. They're running the ball for like 60 yards a game. 60. Who does that? You can't. Mm-hmm. With a 45-year-old quarterback, you're going to run, you're forcing him to throw the ball 38, 40 times a game. That's yeah. a recipe for disaster. It Your is. receiving core is banged up and not the same. He doesn't have a quality tight end. Like there's just there's a lot of things working against them, and you guys know me. I'm not the biggest Brady fan at all, I but know. I think individually Brady's playing as well as he can, all things considered. He just doesn't have a whole lot to work with. Yeah, and he you still saw a flash at the end of that Rams game last week where he's sure. he's still able to find the end zone to give them the win over the over the Rams late there. He had stretches where he has not played extremely well for sure, and that was in the midst of the whole. Divorce thing, which is still ongoing, obviously. Um, but I, honestly, I think it could be a lot worse. He could be performing a lot worse than he is right now. He's playing well enough for them to be better than four and five this season. So I really don't put a lot of the Buccaneers' issues on Tom. Uh, let me ask you this, though. There is a degree of weirdness, right, well, with him? The weirdness I mean, and the like, awkwardness. I, talk, I was talking to somebody who knew him real well. And where, yeah, yeah, he's, you know, he's he's going off the rails a little bit. I mean, how could you not? I mean, your life, I don't want to say his life is unraveling, but it's certainly a big life event when your wife, who you've had, what, three kids with? Mm-hmm. And you guys are separating? That's that's a heavy burden. I mean, look, oh, he looks I agree. different. He looks I, thin. I, I agree. I, 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 mean, like, I, I never would even want to dive into that thing. Because but I do think that's a factor and could, could play I into agree. why he's struggling. Yeah. No, no, I, I'm with you on that. I th- yeah, I, I, like I don't know what precipitates him, you know, with their issues personally, but he, he does seem weird, and I, I don't know off. I, I don't know like people like celebrity must drive you when you have all the money in the world and all that microscope and I don't know. I guess it drives you to weirdness or uh, like being a little off. I, I don't know. I, I it's it's not as grounding maybe. I don't know because Rogers feels the same way to me. Rodgers has always been weird. Rodgers was weird yeah. when he was at Cal. So, so yeah, yeah, Brady true. was always like the you know the, the humble, affable, all that, and yeah, you know. So he's changed a little bit over the years, and maybe success brings that. But uh, I think more just the the stuff in his personal life it has had an effect. Him leaving the team twice, once in training camp, yeah, once left uh, on a walk practice walkthrough at yeah. the end of the week. You know, things like that, which I highly criticized him for because you can't say that you're a leader. Because I think they lost that game that weekend. Right. And he stood at the podium and said that guys have to buy in and be accountable and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. play their roles. And I was like, dude, you weren't even there two days ago for practice. Yeah, what are you, you talking about? You can't be chirping. You know? So some, but, things like that turn me off for sure. Like, it's you know, here's the thing. Like, you know, sports, it's not just about resume. Like, it's different. Right. You, you know, you got to be there every day. It doesn't, you know, all the time. You got to be present. And I mean present, you know, in all manners. Especially uh, at that position. Yeah. Um, my man Nick, who listens to us uh, faithfully, uh, my man Dominic, says, hot takes, 
Carol greater than Belichick. Andy better than all of them. I would say that's a hot take. Uh, you know what? It's interesting conversation. Is Pete Carroll better than Belichick? If I, I I was having this conversation with someone the other day. If that if they decide not to give in to Russell Wilson's whims in that Super Bowl, they have Marshawn run the play, and it becomes a touchdown. They win their second Super Bowl in a row. First off, half those guys in that Seahawks roster are probably like Hall of Fame guys, and also we we're starting to look at probably a Seahawks dynasty at that point. It, it that that play in that Super Bowl was really an yeah. inflection point. I hey, there, we, we got to yeah, take a time. We now. do. Just we leave do. the clock. Uh, do we do training? <laughs> Fig, did we do it? Uh, Here I, we go. I, I don't. I honestly don't remember, but I'll do it again if I have. Who cares? It's fine. Uh, we'll, we'll start quick. with the with the Lakers in the NBA. They fall to 2-10 and 10 on the season. De'Aaron Fox scoring 32 points for the Sacramento Kings, leading them to a 120-114 victory in Los Angeles. Steph Curry, 40 points for the Warriors and a victory over Cleveland. 28 points, 10 boards, 8 dimes for John Morant and a 114-103 Memphis win over Minnesota. Spurs defeated the depleted Bucks, who are without Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, Andrew holiday thunder and boston with victories boston getting 34 points from jason tatum in a victory over denver college football friday night number eight usc steamrolling colorado 55 to 17 five total touchdowns there for sc signal caller caleb williams cincinnati with a win over east carolina 27 to 25 and in college basketball you had wins for kentucky duke and gonzaga they got 22 points from jude timmy and a one-point victory over michigan state back to the fellas all right, that's us. Let's take a quick T.O. We'll come back. And I want to I wanna examine that. The Dominic hot take is, Bella, is it Carol greater than Belichick and Reed better than Carol and Belichick? Does it work like that in the pantheon of modern great coaches? Fellas hanging on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Fellas, from the TireRack.com studios, by the way, how about Miami with all the crypto, uh, with the bottom falling out on crypto and FTX? It's insane. I I I mean, wow. I follow that saga. If if you want to have some fun economics news, like the guy oh, who ran, runs FTX, the guy Back who runs FTX freed. is just yeah, he it's like a massive Look. weird cult leader and everything. Uh-huh. Like there was apparently a hack in the middle of the night too, by the way, where someone got into FTX and is like draining hundreds of millions out of it as well. Like it's a bizarre, bizarre story. And yeah, FTX was sponsoring everywhere. The Heat Arena, like they had patches for the baseball umpires too. It was yeah, all that's gone. Yeah, it, it's uh, <laughs> it was crazy, man. That whole story is unbelievable. He lost. Could you imagine going from thirty-two billion dollars to zero? That's what that's what Bankman Free did. He went from thirty. He was worth thirty-two billion billion dollars to zero i can't imagine because 32 billion dollars seems inconceivable to me so it's just it's, i can imagine having it and then losing it 
it's funny too because what what how they lost the money was basically they they were gambling away. So it's FTX is an exchange. It's supposed to be basically like a bank, but mm-hmm. they were gambling away customer funds on just losing ventures and everything. And it's 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 hilarious. You'll find some old interviews from him where he's basically admitting that he's doing a Ponzi scheme here, and this is a guy who's like lobbying you know Congress and Washington about cryptocurrency stuff. And also, like, slamming the FTX name all over sports arenas. Crazy stuff, man. Crazy stuff. I mean, absolutely insane. I just, I wonder about that, because I I look at, you know, here in L.A., the Crypto.com arena, just how many of these, because this isn't isn't the first collapse that's happened in cryptocurrency this year. This has followed a long, long trend. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, we know that money is going to go digital at some point. I mean, it has to. It's a technology. But I just don't know if it'll be unregulated digital like it, or like the uh, no, exact. This is, this like, is like, it's got to be right, right, That's what right. I mean. This is like the fourth in a big string of very big fraud collapses across crypto and every time mm-hmm. it happens it just takes out more of the ecosystem with it and that's mm-hmm. kind of the reason i know i don't not to get political people don't like government intervention and in things but i mean that would help prevent some of the things like this and the chicanery happening like something like fdic insurance at the correct East. yeah yes i know i'm with you brother it's crazy i was just looking at the miami heat going yeah, oh, that's man. insane that's nuts all right so so let me get your thoughts is it true like my man Nikki says, is it true that Carol greater than Belichick read better than Carol and Belichick? I don't know about that last point. I'll, I'll push back on that. I don't know about any of it, to be honest with you. I mean, it's Belichick's got scoreboard on his side, all those rings. And as great as Brady is and was and all of that, I mean, Belichick was the architect of those defenses. And for the most part, those are, I think, the major reasons why they were successful. All right. Well, what we can finish the discussion. Fellas, on Fox. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, welcome back. Fellas, fellas, fellas hanging on a Fox Sports Saturday live from the TireRack.com studios. Coming up, uh, we'll talk to our man, the Big Brain. We'll take a look at sports from a betting standpoint. Don't forget, TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, boys, real quick, just to put a bow on this conversation we've been having. Right? And this is... So, if the if we see that Pete Carroll is able to resuscitate the Seahawks with Geno Smith, that Russ leaves, and everybody who thought, including myself, that the Seahawks would be in rebuild mode, are now actually have a chance to win the NFC West. What does that mean? And when you talk about Belichick, who loses Brady and goes into, you know, I don't say rebuild mode, but, you know, they're, they take a huge step backwards. And meanwhile, Andy Reid, all he does is build winners and is able to, to, to win with a multitude of players. Now, you can say all you want about Patrick Mahomes. He had a ton of success with McNabb and then other quarterback. He resuscitates Vic. He's probably the, the biggest quarterback whisperer out there. I won't disagree with that. Um, obviously, Belichick has the hardware to go with it, but Andy Reid has definitely had a, lar- a large amount of success. I don't think it's to put Andy and Pete Carroll in a conversation. I'm, I'm not opposed to that. Belichick did it and did it at a high level for just so long. I mean, I, I still have to put him at, put him at a cut above. Yeah, and he, I mean, besides Tom Brady, also going through with many different players across that across that whole e- uh, like just generation of Patriots player. I will say in Pete Carroll's corner too, not that I think it gets him close to Belichick, but I, I got to look at his college success too. It's kind of like why I regard Jimmy Johnson in such high regards too. Like there is something to be said if, if you are able to succeed and win at the highest level at both college and then go to the NFL and replicate it there as well, that, that speaks to... That speaks to an understanding of how you get players to play for you. That Pete Carroll just is able to connect and get people to buy in on a particular vision. Yeah, I, you're right. Uh, listen, I, I agree. And I get listen, Nick, when when one of our listeners precipitated this conversation, um, this whole idea of the coaches that we've been talking about. When he says that, he, he readily admits he goes, "Here's a hot take for you." 
And it's right. just funny. And I, I just, it, to me, it's more of an excuse to laud Pete Carroll. Sure. And, you know, and to laud Andy Reid, who I think still is, is kind of underrated. I mean, all three of those guys are going to the Hall of Fame. So right. that's, all, that's a lock for I, all of them. I think it's just they're all great in different ways. Andy Reid, I think, as a, as a, as a person who draws up schemes, as someone who plans offenses, like there's no one better out there. Uh, for someone like Pete Carroll, as far as just running an institution for getting people to buy in and just just institutional structures, I think that has always been his strength. For Bill Belichick, just planning contingency after contingency, great defenses and just long running just runs for championships. I that's ultimately what puts him at top. But I think all these guys have their own strengths and makes them great, incredibly great in their own ways. Yeah, I I, I look at Andy, and uh, I, I again, it's amazing what he's done. And I look back one. You know, when he had McNabb, McNabb was good, really good, but he made him that way. I mean, yeah, he did. And not, not like I'm McNabb sorry, had I'm, the, not, I'm in the middle of a sneeze. It's all right. Uh, like McNabb had the greatest weapons to work with at times in his career either, but and you're right, Andy Reid coached him up because he was a bit of a project, and obviously we know the story of him getting booed when he was drafted and all that stuff. Uh, and coached him up great. And you mentioned Michael Vick had been off the football field for a couple of years and basically turned him into an MVP candidate, came to Kansas City, and people thought Alex Smith was damaged goods and they were a good team and won a playoff game, and then ushered in Patrick Mahomes. So I don't know if anybody, nobody in their right mind would deny that Andy Reid is a great coach and one of the best coaches in the NFL over the last two, uh, two decades. That, that goes without saying. Whether or not he's better than Bill Belichick, that's, right, that's a I, tough I one. No, nah, I hear you. I, I was just using it to do it to a lot. And oh, by the way, don't oh, right. don't mind me. I'm in the middle of a sneezing fit. My allergies have been send that cat outside. Killing. Get the cat away. <laughs> I had I had that all this week, just dust and dry nose. So I'm I, I feel what Ant's going through right now. Oh my! It's, it's been like three weeks of hell. I, it's Jeez. it's the yeah. change in weather, and we have foliage and. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm out in California, I have no, uh, and my allergies are the best. I have no, no issues. Yeah, I had allergies that just sprung up out of nowhere for the first time ever a couple of years ago. Like, my eyes were blood. I look like a villain from a Marvel movie or something. Yeah. My eyes were so red. You want to you wanna scratch your eyeballs with a fork. You really do. Right. And I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, I go to urgent care. They're like, oh, well, try these drops. And I was like, those drops made it worse. What are you guys doing yeah. to me? <laughs> so it took me like a week to figure out that it was just allergies. I yeah. took a popped up, you know, popped in Allegra, and it was fine in five minutes. Yeah, see that? In that mouth, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, uh, all right, let's let's kind of examine tomorrow, and you know, some of the other stuff because we got, we got sidetracked big time on Seattle, <laughs> yeah, and Tampa. It was good. Though. It's yeah, no, it, it was um, it was fun because uh, you know, are you in on that game? By the way, are you? Will you be watching? Uh, early. It I mean, is 30. I might, I might catch the fourth quarter. I don't know. It's not appointment viewing for me. I'll put it that way. I'll be gotcha. up for the first half. Yeah, I'm not. And I'm gonna get a nap. I'm not setting the alarm to watch it. But if I wake up and it's like, oh yeah, the game's on. It'll be one of those for me. To be honest. All right. Um, let's do this rapid fire. I'm gonna hit you guys with uh, some questions. Okay. All right. Minnesota. 
Everybody talks about the Eagles being a paper tiger at eight and zero, which I don't understand. I don't see that. I don't see that. I, at all. I, I don't. I don't get that. But what about Minnesota? Is Minnesota legitimate seven and one? Mm. I think they're good. I don't think they're seven and one good. And I, I hate to keep bringing this up when it comes to his record, but I kind of look. Kirk Cousins has shown you in the past that when it comes to primetime games, when it comes to big games he's wilted in the past and I I look at their schedule right now and like okay they've beaten the Dolphins who I give them credit for in that but a lot of these other teams they've beaten not really been that good I think this test against the Bills and we understand the Bills are beaten up and maybe they won't have Josh Allen like I, I don't think uh, you you want it I think some people say the Eagles haven't been tested I don't think the 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 Vikings have really been tested all that much either. To be and the Vikings you know, lost to the Eagles, right. so that, that yeah. gives you the leg well, they, up they right beat, there. They too. beat the Dolphins. And I think the Dolphins are good, but yeah, I also I, I also don't think like they're not one of the top contenders. There will be chances for the Vikings to prove themselves again. If the Bills are healthy, if Josh Allen is healthy, that's a big test against the Bills. They'll have the Cowboys, uh, and actually, there's not much. There's else not on much their else schedule. after that. Yeah. To be honest with you. These next two weeks will be telling if you're talking about a litmus test for how good the Vikings actually are. On the road at Buffalo and then uh, taking on the Cowboys the following week. I, I, I rank it like this. You tell me if you agree. Eagles, Niners, because I think they yeah. just need to get healthy. Agree. Dallas, mm-hmm. then Minnesota. Yep. I'm in lockstep yeah. in that order. Yes. I think I think that's about right. Yes. All right. Uh, let me ask you this. Are you a believer in Justin Fields? Because I no. think I am. No. Well, it, I'll say it depends on the kind of offense they decide to run with him. So if they're going to give him the, you know, Lamar Jackson kind of offense, and I, not now, Lamar's throwing the ball a little bit more and a little bit better now. Right. But where it's primarily going to be like basically running the ball in a read option situation first and then throwing the ball afterwards, then yeah, I guess. But I mean, to be a full-time impact starting quarterback MVP type player I don't know if I ever see that but are can you design an offense around him to be capable sure I I just see him wildly fluctuate too much between games and I think a lot of that is how certain defenses plan for him like if you've got someone on defense who can spy him on the run who can just put pressure on him when he goes back in the pocket like that there was that 12-7 game that they lost against the commanders right so it's not like he's just going to be running on everyone every game. So it's just I need more consistency out of Justin Fields. I need to know that it's not just going to be about that he's going to put up gaudy numbers when he gets a good defensive matchup. I would just never – I know you can't say this in you know in a vacuum by itself, but generally speaking, as a general rule, I wouldn't rush him. I just dare the guy to sit in the pocket and, and throw. I hear you. I, I, you know what it is, though, with him? It's interesting because he, he reminds me a little bit of Cam Newton. In that he's big, he's a tremendous athlete. He does have a big arm. He he just got to get he just got to get honed. He's also he's not as big as Cam, so I mean he's a guy that would need he's to get thick, down. Though. Like, he's he, also yeah. he's also better he's also a better passer. But again, to Figgy's point about putting him in the pocket, uh, and when the pressure comes, he's sometimes gets blindsided a little too easily too. Yeah, I think, I mean, Cam, even in his early years, as much as he ran, he'd stand in there. He was a big guy. He can see over the line, would make mm. big throws down the field to Steve Smith. Like, Cam Newton, I think, at that, in his rookie year, was leaps and bounds better than Justin Fields is now. 
like in year, what is this, year two, year three? Yeah, so, I'm just talking about certain qualities because he, if you watch him throw, like, listen, he can throw the football. Yeah, it's but, not like he's, he can't, Justin Fields can't throw the football. But who is he throwing it to? Well, no, Mooney's not bad. No, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't mean like who are his weapons. I mean, yes, that's a question too. But, I mean, does he know where it's going once he throws it? Oh, I see. How accurate mean. is he? Because I've seen some really, really terrible throws from this guy with wide-open players. But he's improved, though, over the last – have you watched him the last couple of weeks? I have, yes. He's improved some, sure. But if you ask me that if he's a franchise guy that you can win with, I haven't oh, seen enough I mean, to say I'm yes. Go- I, no. I, yeah, I guess I'm not going that far. I, I, I'm, what I'm, that's what I thought the question was. I believe he's on the trajectory. I guess that's kind of – where I was at with it. I hear you. He's improving, yes. And I guess there's he doesn't have a lot of starts under like his he belt. He went from being like it was a disaster to I guess my that's where I'm, I'm give him a lot of credit because at one point I thought he was a big bust. Yeah. And look, he's obviously still young and still working through some things. So I'm not going to, I wouldn't call him a bust quite yet. But I, I would just say at this point in yeah. time in his career, I haven't seen enough to say this is my guy. Now, granted, I, 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 I didn't yeah. see enough the first couple of years of Josh Allen to say that either. And he yeah. made me look stupid. So the, 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 you can never discount the work ethic of a player and see how they can improve. I said the same thing about Jalen Hurts. for like young quarterbacks. Like, I, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, said this maybe. about Jalen Hurts in the offseason. I mean, I said yeah. it over and over again, yeah. and Jalen Hurts has proven me wrong too. I root for Justin Fields. I want him to do well. I have nothing against him personally. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Just, let me ask another one, another young quarterback who, and there's another question, who I like, but I'm disappointed with a little bit, to be honest with you, is Lawrence. It's been up and down for sure. Yeah. Cons- once again, consistency is kind of the name of the game. I, I really thought this second year would be his big so did I. leap I forward. Did, yes, and it's just, I did too. I'm disappointed by him, to be honest with you. I, I think part of it is the and weapons that they I have. I, I think part of it is what they have in Jacksonville. They really do not have a good offensive line. And his his weapons he has, he's got like – He's got good weapons. He's got He's got one good weapon right now, I would say. I don't know about Zay Jones and Marvin Jones as much, but his mistakes. He's got a running game. He's got a great running back. No, to, I think to your point, a lot of his stakes are also self-inflicted. Like he, he, he does not protect the ball well at all right now. I, I, that's my point. That's why I think he, I'm completely I'm disappointed by him. I thought he would be much, much better this year. But look, again, I mean, we could put him in the same category to a certain degree as Fields. He doesn't have a whole lot of uh, starts under his belt, and he's under a new coaching staff with a new system with a yeah. few new players. So I'm willing to give him time. Is he disappointing yeah, so far? I, I yes. I'm just saying disappointing. I, I'm not telling you I'm going to pull a plug. I just go, he just disappointed. And I root for the kid. I yeah. just disapp- I'm just disappointed by it. Well, so, you know, the unfortunate part is we see a lot of guys come in like Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes, and from day one they come in and they just light the league on fire. I think it sets an unfair standard for young players coming in that they have to come in and be great from day one. Especially when Generally got- speaking, that's not, the, that's not the, the case. I know Mahomes sat on the bench his first yeah. year, but still. But I know, but I again, that, that kind of goes to your point. That get, always gets waxed out versus – Trevor Lawrence, who, yeah, as you say, this is his second coach. It was a disaster under Urban Meyer and suddenly had to relearn everything when Doug Peterson came in. And he's been out there taking starts since day one in the league, too. It's just, it's a lot of, it's a lot of rough learning on the job. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's just like to me, I guess I expected 
something a little bit more. All right. Um, you, we mentioned the Dolphins, uh, do, and you mentioned Hurts. What about Tua? Are you now sold on Tua? No. Because quite honestly, I think a lot of the throws, he's are they have a lot of easy reads. And when he thrust, does throw deep, mm-hmm. how often do the guys have to stop and wait for the ball to get to him? How yeah. many jump balls has Tyreek Hill made this year, which is amazing because he's not a big guy at all. Yeah. <laughs> but he has high-pointed the ball many times this year to save bad throws from Tua. Yeah, so he's got a cheat code. Some of the issues that I had with Tua before are still showing themselves. He just has an elite receiver that's helping cover up some of his deficiencies. So Can really, you say the same thing about Jalen Hurts, who is A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard. To a degree, but some of the throws that Hurts has made, two is not making. Like, he made two throws. I forget which game it was a couple of weeks ago. Down the right sideline, like right in, right behind the corner and in between the, in front of the safety to A.J. Brown in the right corner of the end zone. That was a pinpoint yep. throw. It was a beautiful throw. I haven't seen Tua make that throw. I yeah. haven't. I've seen At least I've seen Jalen Hurts. Now, can he repeat it over and over again against good defenses? I don't know. But at least I've seen him be able to do it. He did it twice right. in that game to A.J. Brown. I haven't seen Tua make that sort of throw. Now, it's fine. Look, he's in a certain scheme. I think he's in the right scheme with Mike McDaniel for his talents. But elite quarterback, top quarterback when he's drafted behind uh, Herbert, I, I just I don't see it. I didn't see it then, and I still don't see it. Yeah, I didn't see it then either. As far as elite quarterback, no, I don't. No. But can he win? Can you win with sure with enough round? Tyreek Hill and Waddle, yeah. and Gusecki, uh, I mean, and yeah. If they if they if they ever if they find a semblance of a halfway decent running game, which is what Mike McDaniel's known for, then right. they can even go to the, to the next level. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's take a quick to. We'll come back. The big brain will join us to go over the weekend from a betting standpoint. That's next, fellas. Right here on Fox Sports Radio, fellas. All right, let's uh, get right to it because my man, the big brain, has entered the building. And he's already sussing out winners. Big brain, how are you this morning? Good morning. How are you? Good, buddy. Good. So let's get right to it. Uh, Pointed questions. LSU, after the big win over Bama, now at Arkansas. Laying three and a half, where's the big brain at? You know, Anthony, look, the initial reaction is, right, you have a team off that big win um, against a team that had a horrible loss as a 15-point favorite. And I always say you're not as good as your last game, you're not as bad as your last game. But in this case, um, I think LSU just really is the better team. Um, I do. I lead three. It's three and a half. Obviously, that's a big half point. But I think LSU is going to win this game by a touchdown or so. I do think that they're just a legitimate, better team than Arkansas is. Um, again, Daniels has just been incredible at quarterback. He really has improved from his days at ASU. Kelly has obviously done a great job. Again, Orgeron was a great recruiter and had that one magical year, but he wasn't the pure coach that someone like a Brian Kelly is, in my opinion. Um Look, you know, look, I, I like LSU here. I, I do. Anyway, I think they're the better team. Um, I wish and the Lions let me, let me just buttress something here. And let me just buttress yeah, your really point, too. Yeah, I think you're right. And to buttress your point, they're, the LSU's got, you know, playoffs, eyes on the playoff. Very I, much I so. 
You know, they're getting better. They're a team that's getting better. And with eyes on the playoffs, I don't think they stumble. Yeah, exactly. Listen, they're 7-2, and two, and they really do have a chance of getting in that playoff. It certainly is very possible. As I said, you know, Jaden Daniels has really, he's really played well. Uh, you know, he really, he's really, really played well. Uh, I give him a lot of credit. Uh, he's, he's really turned around this team uh, with both his passing and his rushing ability. Uh, and it's interesting, you know, he's only thrown one, he only had one interception the entire season. His last year at ASU, he had nine interceptions yeah. and only 10 touchdowns. This year, he's 14 touchdowns, one interception. He's been a much different player. Yeah, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm with you. I'm completely with you. All right, so let's uh, keep it going. Uh, does Tennessee stumble here? Not lose the game, but you know, speaking of hangovers, you get beat like that against Georgia where it was just they took their soul, right? Like they dominated them early. It was never a game. They could never get on track. Missouri's a pretty good defensive team, not like Georgia, obviously. But the, do you do that? Like, do you do you think that Mizzou can keep it within twenty? Well, it's interesting. The line's actually down now to nineteen and a half. My numbers made this twenty and a half, so right around that area. It's interesting, you know. Look, Missouri, like you said, Anthony, you're one hundred percent right. Um, they rank in the top fifteen in, in yards per play and yards per game allowed defensively. They're eight and one. Their games are to the under, and they're a very interesting team, Missouri, because if you look at it, like they've had some pretty credible performances. You know, they lost that close game to Georgia. They lost a close game to Florida. They beat South Carolina. They lost a close game to Kentucky. You know, they're real. They really haven't. Had the only quote unquote I'd call bad performance all year was at Kansas State. They beat them by twenty eight points. But outside of that, they've been really, really consistent. But Anthony, listen. I know all the reasons to not like Tennessee here. I do, but I'm a big believer in Hooker. I really am, and Hooker, the quarterback. Um, and I just, I think again, kind of we talked about LSU. Listen, they don't play. You know, they're in the SEC East, so they don't play. They're not going to be in the SEC championship game, so they really have a chance, Anthony, of getting back, of getting to the playoff. A very, very good chance, in my opinion. So I think they need to. Stop feeling sorry for themselves. And this, I think they'll be fine. I really do, and I, I don't think we're going to get that, that potential down downward thing of a dream crusher because they still easily can make the playoffs. They easily can make the playoffs. So again, my numbers made this right around that. I, I didn't wager in this game, Anthony, but as long as it's less than three touchdowns, I do think Tennessee gets it done. All right. How about this one? How about Ole Miss? Can can Ole Miss? Like, it's Ole Miss-Bama, right? Like, so, Bama coming off what they came off. Can Ole Miss keep it close against Bama? You know, it's interesting, Anthony. You know, Ole Miss, you look at, you look at what they've done this year. They've had a terrific season. Um, you know, the only stumble, you know, team against LSU where they got absolutely destroyed. And then last week they came back and they beat, you know, a very – you know, that's train Texas A&M team, but they still did win that game on the road. You know, Anthony, look, you know, Alabama, under Saban, this team is 8-0 coming off a loss against the spread in their last eight games. 8-0. Okay, but here's the thing. You know, this is the first time, Anthony, that they've been out of the national championship picture, you know. Um, so this is this is an Ole Miss is off a bye this is a tough game for me. I mean, this is this is 
Alabama's, in my opinion, they're one of the, you know, I hate to, one of the lesser teams they've had. They've, you know, none the last time they lost two games. Uh, they actually had the ability to be lose more games. You know, they could have lost a Texas A&M game quite easily. They, on the last play of the game, they could have won it. So, look, this is Anthony the line right now, sitting around 11 and a half. I think it's a tough game. Um, again, like this is right around my numbers. It comes down to Saban eight no, as I said, off off losses. But this is the first time that maybe his team—I don't want to say he's going to quit, but maybe not have that extra motivation that we talked about. That we know someone like you know um, Tennessee is going to have because they still can match the national championship game. So to me, this is a tough game to back Alabama because of that. Uh, how about let's keep it going as we go through it. Uh, Georgia is a big favorite, sixteen and a half over Mississippi State. They roll. Do you think? You know, are you curious about how they react? Well, again, this is a situation. Yeah, they just won their big game, and 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 you really, um, either this is this is a tough spot. I know I, I happen to like Mike Leach. I think he's done a really good job there. Um, Mississippi State, though, it's interesting when they played these better teams a lot. I feel like they haven't gotten the job done. I know. Uh, I remember I backed them against Alabama. And you're playing this big team, right. Because 16 and a half can go by pretty quick against a Georgia. It really does go by pretty quick. That's exactly right. And so I can't get myself to back this team. Because, again, when they when they were facing earlier, I remember when they, when they played Alabama, I thought because of their offense they could – get stuffed on. Again, I do like this Mississippi State team, but I think Georgia is a different class, but Will Rogers is quite good, and he certainly could have some success here. Um, I may lean to the over here, if anything, Anthony, because I do think they're good enough to score some points. Uh, all right. Uh, let, let me, uh, let me, let's keep it going. I'm just curious. Oregon and Washington. Oregon, obviously, eyeing its national championship. They got a date with UCLA next week. Is there any look ahead now? You know, can Washington get inside this number? Yeah, I know, Anthony. It's funny. I was hoping this line would be a little bit lower. I think Washington. I have them as an overrated team. On my, I think they're getting a little bit too much love, um, and they're overly relying on Penix, their quarterback, in my opinion, and what they do offensively. Um, no, I lean here to the Oregon side, Anthony. Actually. Um, Oregon's actually covered five games in a row. Washington has not covered five straight games. Um, I think Oregon, um, look, they had that Knicks has been terrific, but ever since that first game of the year um, where they got absolutely destroyed, um, they've been really, really good. Anthony, my lean here actually is to the Ducks. I think they win this game by two touchdowns plus. I do. Yeah, okay. I I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Texas and TCU had a little internal argument here. Texas, uh, that line is at seven right now. Where are you at with this game? Yeah, I, I like this game quite a bit. Now, again, this is this is a, this game is a definition, Anthony, of why how college football betting has changed in the last twenty years. Because in the past, when you had a team that was nine and zero, you know, ranked, I you know, whatever the ranked fourth or fifth in the, in the nation against a team that's six and three, okay. You would never have a team that's six and three favored, you know, especially by a touchdown. But people now realize record isn't what determines these things. It's how good you are, not what your record is. And look, Ewers, I think, is a good player for Texas. Um, I think this Texas team is really quite good. Uh, unlike TCU, I don't think is nearly in the class as Texas. Texas has, has had a couple 
very close losses. Obviously, the heartbreaking loss to Texas, uh, I'm sorry, to Alabama earlier. They lost a heartbreaker to Texas Tech, and they lost a heartbreaker to Oklahoma State. Um, and I think, look, they're off a bye week, Anthony. Situationally, I like this. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know if I was two weeks ago on their bye week, but they're, they're, off, they're, they're pretty well rested. They just had their bye week two weeks ago. And I just think this TCU team is massively overrated, Anthony. They placed four backup quarterbacks in the second half this year. Four. That's almost impossible. Um, I'm not saying they're not a good team. They certainly Dykes done a good job, but I, I, I like uh, Texas here to win this game by double digits. I don't think it's going to be close. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I, I do. I, I'm with you there. Uh, do me very sit tight, Brad. We got to take a quick uh, trending break. I don't want to get some NFL. And by the way, I misspoke. I meant uh, UCLA has a date with USC next week. Not Oregon. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Fig, thanks, babe. All, right, all good, cuz. You mentioned USC. They improved to 9-1 and one last night. They defeated Colorado 55-17. to 17. Their quarterback and Heisman hopeful Caleb Williams, three touchdown passes, two more on the ground. You had a big win in the AAC for Cincinnati. They defeated East Carolina 27-25 to 25 behind two touchdown passes from Ben Bryant. In the NBA, Steph Curry scored 40 points, leading Golden State to a 106-101 win over Cleveland. Lakers falling to 2-10 and 10 after losing at home to Sacramento 120 to 114 no Giannis no Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday from Milwaukee and a loss to San Antonio Jason Tatum 34 points for Boston they defeated Denver to snap the Nuggets four game win streak it was Orlando 114 and the Suns 97 Phoenix without Chris Paul there dealing with a heel injury wins for Memphis the Knicks and Oklahoma City and you have top 25 college hoops wins for Gonzaga UCLA North Carolina and Houston Back to the fellas. All right, brother. We appreciate it. Uh, Big brain on Brad with us like he is every week. We love him. Uh, Let's look at NFL, buddy, as we come to you live from the Tyrac.com studios. The early game, we're all bullish on Seattle against Tampa. How are you feeling about that game? Yeah, listen, this has been an interesting game where almost all the quote-unquote sharps are like, know who I work with of all all love Tampa Bay um, oh. I don't see it I really don't I don't see it I I think I always say would you rather be consistent in life or would you rather be right and I think this is a case where they'd rather be consistent where you have a Tampa team that was supposed to be a lot better than Seattle they were supposed to be a great team but are they really a good team right now right. I don't really think they are I I have Seattle in my ratings rated better by one point, and the game is on the neutral field. I again, I thought Seattle should have been a, a tiny favorite. Instead, you can get three points. Um, or if it's if you only can get two and a half, I love them in teasers up to eight and a half. But I like Seattle to win this game outright. I think it's a fifty-fifty game. Um, you want to give me points on a fifty-fifty game? I'm going to take it. Yeah, I, I, and I bet Brady under two hundred eighty-four and a half yards as well. Um, I think he's going to not have the success, Anthony, in this game. Seattle Stevens has been playing extremely well their last four games. A very improved unit. Yeah, I I feel you on this one. Let, let's jump from the first game to the last game tomorrow because I'm curious about what you think of the Niners and Chargers. The injuries are just it's crazy. So the Niners are getting guys back. The Chargers are decimated, but yeah, there's a lot of points. Where, where do you uh, – how do you analyze this? Well, it is a lot of points, I think, but again, I mean, I've been watching the Chargers quite a bit. And, they, look, Herbert's pulling some amazing things. 
he's been able to pull out, considering he doesn't have any weapons. Yeah. Um, this team is, is this is not the same Chargers team that a lot of people, including me, uh, thought had a chance to really go to the Super Bowl. Not with all these injuries that have been happening to them, not at all. Um, look, I think that these, this 49ers team, Anthony, is a sleeping giant. Um, yeah. You know, they have the chance with these guys coming back to be not only the best team in the division, but the best team in all pro football. Yeah. Uh, I like them when you're laying seven. Uh, they, this is the healthiest they've been in a while. I think they win this game by March, and I like them also in teasers. You can take them down from laying seven to laying one. Um, but I really think this San Francisco team is going to be a very, uh, very tough team to beat. Yeah, listen, I feel you on that. I think they're nasty. I, I, uh, I agree with you. I think they are a sleeping giant. Good way to put it. Cowboys and Packers. Cowboys a favorite in Lambeau. You give the Packers any chance coming out? I mean, is there any chance Green Bay could come out? Well, yeah. Listen, Andy. Of course, there's a chance. But let's just let's just look at this, right? Absolutely, the NFL. Anyone could beat anyone. It's the way. Well, I, I, I put that aside. Yeah. Yes, but, but but yes, Andy. But look, they they lose that game, uh, the London game to the Giants. You're like, okay. Well, now they're going to come back the next week after getting embarrassed at to the Giants. Then they lose by 17 at home to the Jets. Okay, after 17-point loss to the Jets, they now play Washington. There's no way they can lose that game. They lose that game. Then they play Buffalo. We know they're not going to win that game. But then, okay, against Detroit and that defense, we know Rodgers is going to put up points against Detroit. No, he scores nine points. So this team has now lost five straight games. Uh, look, again, I, I, this line deserves to be what it is. This line should be, it's, you know, around four and a half, five points area. It deserves to be that. Only way I can look, Anthony, is Dallas. They're the far better team. Uh, good Rodgers keep it close. He could, but I'm not looking to back Green Bay at all here. Only way I can look would be the Dallas side. I agree. I think this is where people get in trouble following the, the, the brands, as my the man brand. Figgy would yeah. say. Uh, all right. How about, well, Jeff Saturday catching four and a half against the Raiders. I mean, really? How's he? I mean, how's that line not? Seven? It's interesting. I, I told you there was two games I, I wrestled with fellow sharps of mine who uh, they they were all over Indianapolis. That's why this line went from six six and a half down to four and a half. I don't see it again. I now again. Their points was the Raiders are now missing not only Waller but Winfro, and they're really down offensive weapons. I get it, but to me, this whole Jeff Saturday experiment and how bad and listen, I I thought going to Ellinger was a good move in that. Listen, we know Matt Ryan's not going to be the guy, right? So let's maybe like see what Ellinger can do. And I don't know, but he's been just really painfully bad the first couple weeks. Um, I cannot back this Colts team here, and I understand all the worst the Raiders have, but at only four and a half points, I know Tower's back. I get it, but the only way I can look here is towards the Raiders side, and I bet the Colts season wins under six and a half. I think that's a very good bet at this point. They'd have to go four and four the last eight. I don't see it. Yeah, I I I, I, I agree. I look at this thing and go, I can't you back that squad. Anybody else you like? Um, my Anthony, I like I like two and a half points the the Bears against the Lions, Anthony. Like I I think this Bears team uh, is a team, believe it or not, that's somewhat on the come. Um, you know, I know there and there's sunnier days ahead, in my opinion, for this team. Uh, ever since they unleashed Fields and let him actually run the ball, which is his strength, they've played much better. And we've seen they yeah. got the big upset win where they blew out New England on the road. 
Um, they lost a heartbreaker at home to Miami, but they scored 32 points. And even against Dallas, Dallas, they scored 29 points. Good luck watching an A.N. team score 29 points against Dallas this week. This team is averaging over 30 points a game in the last three weeks, and because Fields has gotten unleashed, I think they're a better team than Detroit. I really do. Um, I think they deserve to be laying over a field goal, and you can lay less than a field goal. That's actually my best game of the week, Anthony. I really do like it. Uh, and I will tell you, I, we talked about I like the 49ers to beat the Chargers. Uh, I do. Uh, and I actually think the Steelers, Anthony, uh, they're you know, only after the, they're a slight underdog. They're around plus one and a half. Um, I don't know what the Saints. I don't think the Saints are very good. I know yeah. Pittsburgh isn't very good, but Anthony, they're getting back T.J. Watt, who is absolutely going to change everything, in my opinion, for this yep. team. They had seven sacks in Week One, Anthony. They have had eight sacks since he left the last seven games. Okay, this is probably the best defender in the NFL, Anthony. Uh, I like this team to win the game outright. I like. I like Pittsburgh. All right, my man. All right, brother. Great stuff. As always, the big brain on Brad. We appreciate it. Good luck to you, buddy. Thanks, Anthony. Good luck to everyone out there. Appreciate you. Thank you. There he is. Uh, We'll come back. We'll wrap it up. Fellas on a Fox football Saturday. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Was hanging on a Fox football Saturday. And don't forget, we got you covered here all the time, right? We got you set because coming up, football fans, that's right. Be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM, every Saturday and Sunday morning, three hours before kickoff. Today, coming up, top of the hour. That's right, 9 a.m. Eastern. Sunday, tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern, as we take you live all the way to kickoff on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app, presented by BetMGM. Boys, what are we uh, excited about? What are you uh, looking forward to watching today, Fig? What's your, uh, what's your, what's the games you can't miss today? Well, now that you and the big brain on Brad have doubled down on your Texas love, definitely dialing in on that Texas TCU game this afternoon. Looking forward so to that. So we're we're good, right? We have uh, a the Butler. Butler bet, yeah, yes, and that's true too with you, my man, Detroit Pizza. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, USC played on Friday, so I'm a bit of a free agent. I'll probably there you go. sleep in late here and uh, then see what's going on there and then probably check out some of the later Premier League and uh, European soccer too because I'm still – I'm, I've, I've been getting a lot of notes together for the World Cup, and I'm getting in that mood, too. So I'll be, I'll be going 50-50 between college football and soccer. Okay, my man. Look at, look at him. He can't <laughs> wait for the World Cup. I'm I really can't. Like, I, I, I didn't get to watch much of Russia because it was just it was like a 12-hour difference from us. So it's been a minute since I had this kind of enjoyment. I really loved Brazil. So You're, That's your squad? Oh no no no! I just that was the last World oh, Cup I you. really seriously watched oh, okay. when it was in Brazil. Yeah. Who you like to win it? Who's your, who's uh, your pick? I actually just did my bracket, and I think it's a fifty-fifty toss-up between Argentina and Brazil. I'd like Argentina just for the story. This is going to be Lionel Messi's last World Cup. I'd love him to go out on top, though. One of the greatest yeah. of all time. All right, all right, uh, all right. Well, it'll be about tomorrow, uh, Fig. Mm-hmm. Who do you who do you think it? Who do you think it all day? So we start with Seahawks Buccaneers. We like that Green Bay Dallas. Are you with the bra- the big brain and myself with the Cowboys? Absolutely. Green Bay has shown me nothing this year. I, I can't. I don't know if I'll pick them again this year. To be honest with you, mm. they look terrible. I'm still enjoying that win from last week. And for the beautiful disaster of what could be the Colts and the Raiders, I have to dial in on that. Because I don't we know. We didn't who, talk at all about Jeff Saturday and that insane. I know. Conference. I, I know. I don't know I who know. the hell Derek Carr is going to throw to because he has no healthy receiver. So that 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 is going to be an interesting, if not just terrible looking game. But I won't be able to take my eyes off of it. Yeah, it'll be. What, you're Raiders. We got to discuss that next week, man. Yeah. We really do. All right. Uh, well, that's going to do it for us, the fellas. Uh, we love you guys, man. Thanks for hanging every week. We'll see you next week. Fellas are out. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.